Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. I am your host, Travis. This is episode number 208, the Southwick Wrap-Up Show. We are back in studio this week, me and my co-host, Justin. What's up, buddy? Hi. How's it going? It's going great. Is it? Fantastic. We are sweating balls. It's pretty in here. warm out today. I'm sorry, man. I had to work, and so I was coding, and like I didn't get the door shut until about 2.30. Oh, no, it's, fu it's fine, man. I just hadn't been outside all day, and then I walked outside. I was like, ooh. It was pretty nice. It's like, like It's been nice in the morning. It was nice yesterday morning. Mm -hmm. It was nice this morning. But yeah, it's definitely a little hot and humid. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you hear some background noise, sorry, we got fans going. Yeah, we have air conditioning units going. We are trying not to die of heat stroke here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's get into this episode number two hundred eight. Want to thank our sponsors first up. So show presented by Energy Fuel, best fucking drink out there. Keep yourself fueled, energized, and strong from start to finish. Pick yours up today at CoachRobStore.com. Also presenting the show, Premier Custom Trailers. If you need a trailer, commercial or residential, Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo on US-131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. And also our final presenting sponsor, been with us forever, TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. From two-tone wheels to motorcycle frames to small batch production jobs, TLR Coatings will powder coat anything metal the right way. If you're looking for some custom Coating, they do that too. TLR Coatings serving Southwest Michigan and the surrounding areas for over five years. Check them out at TLRCoatings.com or on all the major social media networks at TLR Coatings. Also on board with us here, uh, we have Alias Sport, Dirt Bike Depot, JT Cycle, Adept Creative Co., Gutterworks, Holster Co., Isaac Nelson Design, and Clutch Media. Links and discounts in the description down below. If you want to pick up some merch, like a Moto Aftermath Show shirt or a Dylan Danger Zone shirt, as seen on the Weed Show, as mm -hmm. seen at Redbud National, as will be seen at the Ironman National, yep. uh, as will probably be seen at MXON. Mm -hmm. There it is. I still need to get one sent to Isaac. I think he's large. I'd probably send him that one. Um... Uh, there are merch links for all that stuff down in the description down below. There's Amazon links. There's Patreon links. Thanks to Curtis Hodges, our one and only Patreon. We appreciate you. Thank you. Every single month. Thank you. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment on the show wherever you're listening to it at. Full stack show coming up here. We're going to review Southwick. We've got a Holster Co. Reload rant. We're going to talk some World Supercross. We're going to talk some MXON. We're going to we're gonna have... Uh, Chris Cooksey on here. Every time Chris is on anything, just it, shit explodes. Shit explodes. Uh, and then we're going to have Kevin Moran's on to talk about his day yesterday, which looked like it didn't start well. It was That second moto, though, was a lot better than it had been all year so far. Did you see his qualifying? I did. Dude, he wasn't the only one, man. There was a lot of dudes. Him, Eric. 49th. Henry Miller did something happened to Henry Miller. Like I said, it was uh, it was a bad day for quite a few people. Jace Kessler got in through the qualifying though. He did. That was cool. <coughs> Grandall didn't get in though. No, no, he didn't. Henry, like I said, Henry Miller didn't either. So yep. it was it was a weird LCQ. Yep. So, um, all right. So let's start because we can talk some World Supercross and stuff with <coughs> Cooksey and them. Mm. Um, so just one thing I want to 
talk about really quick because I went back. We obviously did the show last week immediately following yep. the national mm-hmm. um, walking around the pits. So um, there was one thing I mentioned at the, in in the show that we didn't have. Um, uh, I didn't really see on TV. I saw it with my own eye. Oh boy! Here you go. Oh, and that was the Barsha Dungey thing in the second moto. Barsha whipped it over T2, the crossover tabletop, the tabletop mm-hmm. under the big flag, whatever you guys want to talk about, um, and, like, basically whipped it, almost hit Dungey's front wheel, made Dungey jump off the side, essentially, and I was like, oof, sketchy move. But to be really honest with you, Dungey was sketchy for, like, the next lap and a half. Yeah, apparently... Did uh, you did you watch it? I didn't watch the broadcast. I, like, watched, like, clips and stuff Yeah, uh, back and forth, like... This week was super busy at work, so like when I would get home, I would watch like 10, 15 minutes of the race, and then I would just go to sleep. Um, I got sick on Tuesday, so oh, I, I watched the race. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, but I didn't see that, but I do. Uh, I did know that something had happened because everybody was covering that, I guess, during um, uh, Justin's podium speech yeah. uh, after the second moto. They were just screaming, FJB, FJB. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God, this just brings me back to just, like, you know, any time Justin did anything or, like, any time a French, like, what was that one year that they were streaming, what was it, at Porcel on the podium when Cooper was up there and he did the cigarette thing and they were oh, like, yeah. oh, poor. So, like, it just brings me back. I was like, oh, Jesus. No, but did, didn't did you see the thing where Weege was like, listen to that crowd, and they were literally saying, fuck Joe Biden, because that was hilarious. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, it, it was very clear. Look, dude, um, Barsha doesn't give a shit. We know that he's our. This is just who he's been his entire career, and I mean, even de- like this goes back to even when like people were pissed at him for the Mookie thing back at the the last race in Supercross. Yeah, like everybody yelling at. He just doesn't care. Like no, but but what I'm saying is, I'm not a hundred percent set anymore that it was Barsha. Yeah, like Barsha whipped it and he shouldn't have. Okay, yeah. that was that was apparent. I mean, he did Ken Roxon back in 2014. Supercross. Yeah, but. Then Dungey comes around and he hits T3 and he hit that corner so hard he bounced off the wall and like dude shot right. I mean off a of T3 and then he jumped Larocco's and that was I mean dude there were like three or four sketchy moments all within a lap that I was like holy sh-. and it was it was Dunge it was it was not well Dungey Ando had some like back and forth going on in the second moto as well even like another sketchy moment it would actually would have been Ando's fault remember I told you that like. Dunge hooked the leap and Ando checked yes, up. And that was he part of it. Over to the left. That was like, part of it. I'm like, dude. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? D- and I'm was, telling you, Dungey was, was on the edge, like sketchy there well, for I that mean, lap. Like he was, he was sketchy yesterday too. I mean, if you go back and watch from that point, mm-hmm. so Barsha crosses him up there. He almost jumps off, goes through the rollers. I don't remember if anything happened in the rollers, but I think that was okay. Hits the outside of the corner, going into T3, right next to Larocco's and literally bounces off that wall and just bounces hard right. So much so that he's on the bike like this trying to Look, keep it straight and not go under because there was somebody else right behind him, and he almost jumped like and got landed on by him because of how hard he hit that wall. Like, I don't know, Dunn just pushing the edge, and we'll talk about this a little bit with his bike at Southwick too. It the bike doesn't look good. Well, well, then I'll wait to give my comments about that when we talk about Dunge for Southwick. Because, like, I have a I have a theory on that. I mean, you don't even really need to call it a theory because I think a lot of people probably think the same thing. Yeah. But I have an idea of what's going on with Dungey as to why this is happening. So um, I'll wait until we talk about him. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
Also, from one other thing from Redbud, because we talked about Hunter Lawrence getting dropped. Mm. Apparently, that first moto, and I'm sure you've heard this, yeah. he thought his motor was going also. So that's mm. part of the reason. But maybe, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk get about into that, that too because something's going on. We got that. a lot to talk about with my best friend Hunter Lawrence. There, for you those know, of you who haven't checked it out, go check out our Instagram. I've got the video up of me and him chatting about trucks. There was a there's a lot to talk about in this in this review. I mean, yeah. a lot of people would probably think, oh, it's like Southwick and it can get boring because it's so rough on the bike. So, but there was like a lot of stuff going on yesterday that if you wanted to dissect each little thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we got a lot to talk to. Yeah, to talk about. Yeah, Even we'll though get... you would look at like the winners went one one both motos. Yeah. There was a lot of like subplots going on. Yeah. And, so, and we yeah. can get into it here. So let's get into it. So 450 Southwick Review brought to you by our friends at JT Cycle, serving Battle Creek, Michigan for over 30 years. Stop and check out the full selection of Beta, Gas Gas, Husky, Suzuki, and now Kawasaki. Really? Motorcycles. They picked up the Kawasaki deal from uh, Custom Connections oh. or whatever. Um, so yeah, so they apparently bought that off them or something. Anyway, uh, and Power Sports products, if you need something for around the house to help keep things nice and trimmed up, they have that too with a full lineup of Echo, Aaron's, Gravely, and Simplicity. Visit JTCycle.com or follow them on Instagram at JTCycleBC. All right, 450 review. We're down to a two-horse race. I told you. I told you this was going to happen. I mean, not that you had disagreed with me. No. But I told you this was going to happen. Two-horse race and... I don't... So, Tomac did Tomac things yesterday. Dude. I think after Washougal, it's not even going to be a two-horse race anymore. He I, was I hate to so break it to everyone. fucking good yesterday, here's though. A, here's the thing, though. Should we even really be, like, shocked? I mean, every time we watch Eli do this, it, it's amazing to watch him ride. The, the edge that he pushes on with how much energy he uses on the bike. Even when he's hopping, skipping over, because he, like, he goes back and forth. There's times where he, like, preserves energy, where he'll do, like, hurling shit, and he'll preload and bounce over a couple braking bumps or whatever. So, like, hot girl shit? Or? Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. But then he still slams into corners, G's out, he's banging through, you know, breaking bumps or whatever. But it's like it shouldn't really be a shock because, like, this is what Eli does when he's, when he's at the top of his game. And mm -hmm. he's obviously, we've talked, you and me have talked off air many times how much fun he's having right now. We're not the only ones to say that. I like, mean, did you watch his interview yesterday after, after the second I've never moto? seen Eli this relaxed. Oh, yeah. Ever. Like, he legitimately looks like he's having fun. I mean, dude, he literally openly said, like, my legs are fucking shot, mm -hmm. which is wild to hear coming from him. Yeah, I, I, you keep saying it's a two-horse race, and I know the points would say that, but I think after Washougal, it's not going to be a two-horse race anymore. Chase did the one thing, is not doing what I said he needed to do. He needed to split wins, Chase, and he's not going to. Okay, but fair. Eli had a stellar day at Redbud. Okay, we all saw that. There was literally next to no question yesterday with him and Chase. But I mean, look who what he did the second win. moto high point, though. This goes back to the second moto high point. He's won five motos in a row. But here's what I'm more here's what I'm more impressed with, though. Chase yesterday did exactly what he needed to do. He knew he wasn't going to be Eli in the sand. Yeah. He's openly admitted he's not the best sand rider. He's working on it, but he's not the best. Mm. He comes out yesterday and he goes. I mean, that second moto, I was like, oh, boy, this isn't good because he's not going to even get second. Mm. And then he turned it on and got to where he needed to be, mm. which gives me confidence because, okay, this, Eli is very good at the next two tracks, at Millville and at Washougal. Washougal, I we can tell you that it's almost going to be the exact same thing at Southwick. We all know this. Millville, he has a better possibility, but, but still, I don't see But it. I give Chase where 
going into Southwick, mm-hmm. I gave Chase zero percent chance he, chance he beat Eli. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. He at least has a chance at these next at the last six here. I don't know if I'd agree with that, man. I don't think he has a chance in hell at Washougal. I don't. I think it's he has a slight chance at Millville. <coughs> I think he has no chance at Washougal. I think Unadilla, Kenny goes out and goes 1-1 because, once again, kind of like with Southwick, the last couple of years, what would say otherwise? So now you're looking at, like, okay, Chase has to be Eli, but if Eli goes and gets 2-2, Chase goes 3-3, okay, that's another four points. And then, like I said, yeah, you go to the last four. And outside of Paula, though, you are at the are two, Bud's Creek and Crawfordsville. It's a toss-up. But then you start looking at it and you go, Eli's also had really good success at Bud's Creek and Crawfordsville. Bud's Creek is a toss-up. You go to Iron Man, it's somewhat a toss-up. If it's hot. But it's a home track for Chase. But I will say this, though. If it's hot like it was last year, Chase has no chance. I think Eli, right now, this Eli. <laughs> you don't think so? Dude, Chase no, no, is I don't think, fresh I don't, I don't think Chase is. Moto. No, no. I don't think it has anything to do with Chase getting tired. Oh. I think it has everything to do with the fact that Eli is going to go in and go, well, dude, I know that I'm going to be able to sprint early at the motos, and I'm not going to fade. So if he keeps ripping hole shots like he has been, yeah, it's not going to matter. Chase has now the last couple since that second moto at high point. It has taken him fifteen minutes to get going. Yeah, I, and by I, the will, time, I will agree. Chase is going to have to figure out how to start and run with Eli for the I first just, fifteen minutes. And dude, and you know this is coming <laughs> from a person who is very critical of Eli over the years. I'm sorry, as much as I would love to say it, just for the fact of parody, I don't think Chase has a shot in hell. I think what. I think this Eli right now, I think the only dude in the world that beats this Eli is Jeffrey Hurlings. He's got to be within. He's got to be within ten points going into the last round. But I don't think if he can be. If he's not within ten points, then yeah, it's over. But if and he's see, within, but if he's within ten points, it's here's it's going to be an interesting final round because Chase is very good at Paula. He is, but here's the thing though: is, is if you spot Eli these next four motos, even if you win one out of the next four, you're down double digits already because he's only down. Eli's down one point. So he'd have, so if he goes next four, it's twelve. That's twelve points. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so he's down nine. But points. if he can, but if he can figure out a way to win one out of the four, then it's, then it's, it's still, still then it's, it's nine. And then if he can split motos with him, the rest, which you but know, I don't this think is all hypothetical like, bullshit. But it's but see, it is hypothetical because this is racing. But we also have a good understanding of how these guys historically do at each one of these tracks. Here's here's the crazy thing. Either one of them at some point. Can have a fucking weirdo moto here because let's face it. I think Chase is more likely. We to have a all moto. know they both can have weirdo motos. All it takes, but who has all it takes chance, apparently, though. is for Tomac Shock to be slightly lower in one moto, and he could get an eighth, and then we're fucking like really in it here. But here's my question end. to you: What's the likelihood of having a weirdo moto? I don't at this know. Point? I think it's Chase. It's very low with either one of them at this point. I mean, he has won the last five motos in a row, though. Eli has won the last five. And he's been pretty fucking convincing. And once again, you know this is a very... Chase has been off the podium one out of 12. And it was a fourth. You are are very correct. But dating back to Hangtown, Eli has been better. Is this changing our perspective on Chase Sexton, though? No. You mean as far as, like, can he put it together for a whole while? We we still, we're only at the halfway I know we're only halfway. It's getting there. It's getting there. Outdoors, at least. Because Supercross is still yet to be seen. But once again, though, this is coming from a guy. Everybody who watches this show, everybody who knows me in the moto circle knows how critical of I am of Eli. But you, you also have to think that is saying something when I'm right now telling you. I know. There's no oh, fucking. I, I don't give Chase a shot in hell. 
Because, like I said, I so think your no percentage pie for Chase is zero at winning this title, or I think it's five percent. Okay, all right. Because what I've seen from Eli the last five motos, like I said, the only dude right now that I'd be confident, and maybe Tim Geyser on his best. So I give two people. I give I give Timmy G and Hurlings. Chase Sexton. I just there's uh, the last five motos. There's nothing that I've seen would that would say otherwise. He so is you're, not. Been, you're you're way over the fence. I'm I'm a sixty forty with Eli right now. I just don't see it. I just do not see it because historically, when Eli rides like this. He's not. He doesn't get beat over here in this series. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, the last time we've seen him <laughs> ride like this was 2017, 2018, and 2019. And guess yeah. what? He won all three of those it, titles. It's hard to. It's like I said. I give Eli an edge, mm-hmm. and and it's it's a twenty percent edge at this point. But I'm still sixty forty. And here's now my- we go the next four, and he wins, and Sexton can't even go say two two. That's going to start to dwindle more and more. But right now I'm still sixty forty. And here's my question to you: You got to think mentally. Say Eli does win these next four motos in a row, too. So that would be nine motos in a row. Chase, we know, is a confident kid. He has every right to be. His talent is through the roof. But at some point, I don't care how fucking talented you are and how comfortable and confident you are in your program. You got to win You get beat nine motos in a row, your confidence, that shakes anyone. But then we got a couple weeks off. But still, though, you got to think he's going to reset. You got to still think, though, going in, I just got smoked nine. And don't fucking kid yourself. He's gotten whooped. The last yeah. five motos. It's not been close. And I know you could say, oh, he was coming through the pack. Doesn't fucking matter. There, there is a thing with Sexton, though. There is, um, I see a little bit of that, uh, uh, not will to win, mm-hmm. but that want to win. Yeah. No, a, I- a, la, a la Ricky and stuff. Like, there's a, there's a seriousness with him that's slightly different than almost everyone else I see in the, not, and, and, a seriousness with the ability to back it up and actually win motos. Because obviously we've seen like, yeah, like, okay, Anderson's won a moto mm. and shit like that. But it's like, eh, it's different. Okay, Like I said, I, I get what you're saying, but at some point, if you get beat nine motos in a row and not only just get beat, you get beat handily, your confidence hey, all gets I'm saying, shaken. We look kind of dumb because... We, we went through Paula, and we were like, ah, this won't last. And here we are going into round seven, and he still got the red plate. He, he does. I he, mean, it's by the hair of his teeth, the skin of his teeth, but it, it's he still got the red plate. He does. In all fairness. He does, but you can go on the flip side and think about if Eli just has a normal weekend at, at Paula. Chase yeah. isn't even close to being the points leader right now. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not taking anything away from Chase, but it's kind of like what I said after, I think it was High Point. You start looking down what's going down the pike. And I'm sorry, like Eli's gonna have a ten uh, nine ten point gap by the yeah. time we get off a shoot. I I just I don't see how he could. I don't see how Chase beats him. I just don't because Chase, like I said, Eli right now is firing on all cylinders. He's having fun. We know his cardio is never an issue. The bike is dialed in. His starts are fucking solid. And the only thing you can say that Chase has is the cardio, because. It, earlier it was like, oh, we know that his sprints, like we know his speed is good enough. Yeah. Now I question if his speed is even good enough to run with Eli. Yeah, Eli's definitely come on. I just, I, so, I, I don't. We'll see. I just don't see it. I, I just don't. I, we were shaping up to have this great all the way down to Paula, and I think we might leave Washugal and go, it, it's, it's we over could. with. It's over with. We could. Here, you know? look, I'm going to say this because I saw this. Jace from Gypsy posted mm-hmm. a clip of Daniel Blair the other day on Instagram, and I'm just going to say this. These guys got to enjoy this because... Once Jet gets there, they're all fucking screwed anyway. See, I still, I, I disagree. We'll with talk that. about that. In, in yeah, the I, I still here. totally disagree with that. I, I do because, like I said, I mean, no, we, no, we're gonna talk. 
Save I, it. I just disagree with that because no, 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 no. Save it, save yeah. it, because because I'm gonna go on a jet rant here. And, and here's and, and the one thing I'll say because I can say this because we're still talking about 450s. You know, everybody keeps talking about how Eli might not ride outdoors next year. You know what? Eli might say, hmm, "Jet's moving up to the 450 class next year." Okay, <laughs> I need I to put come the, show this kid. I was. I done. need to come. I need to put the kid in his place <laughs> before I retire. Do, do you see what I'm saying, though? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Eli oh, yeah. thinks like that. But it might be a motivational thing where he goes, maybe. kid's coming up, maybe I need to put the kid in his place before yeah. I set off into the sunset with however many fucking titles he's going to end with when he retires. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. So we have a Plessinger sighting, 7-3 for third. Yeah, man, and it was not look like it was going to be a good day for AP. Jay Dungey lit a fire under his ass. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, this is... We talked about Aaron with how up and down his season started and what, is KTM the right fit for him, and this has been the talk since the beginning of the year. But I do think it's a hopeful thing because we finally seen what he could do when he's feeling it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, go, I keep going back to there's no reason to believe that if AP is not 100% that he can't do what he was doing at Star. Yeah. Because last year he was, dude, he was top three in points at one point before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know? But I still, I still don't think KTM is the right place for a guy like Aaron. Plessinger. I don't think so either. I just don't. I don't. I don't agree with the fit. And as Roger DeCoster says, he is uh, lacking the confidence, and he needs to pick up his confidence. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing: helps. he got on the box. Be- he got a got a podium in a moto before fucking Dungey did. So, <laughs> thank God. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Kenny goes six four. Fade was on again. Fade was on again. Fade was on again. I mean, poor Kenny. <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. Like, I don't even, you know, here, this is going to sound really bad because I'm such, we're such Kenny fans over here. I don't even fucking care if he gets a start anymore. It doesn't matter. No. I really don't give a shit. Like, oh, cool. He's if got- he gets a start and he doesn't have at least 20 seconds on him by halfway, he's yeah. getting passed. And like I said, outside of Unadilla, which I still <laughs> believe that he goes 1 1 to Unadilla because once again, he has just demolished everybody there for yeah. how many years in a row. I think it's now even getting, you can hear in the tone of voice of Weege and who's ever commentating. That like when they start making comments, like the word, the verbiage they use when he gets a start, like they don't seem excited anymore. They're like, "Oh, Kenny's got the start. He's gonna sprint." It's the same thing over and yeah. over because even they know they're like, "Well, it's gonna happen at some point," mm-hmm. and it always does. Yeah, it's not great. Um, Although positive, I think he probably will end up riding for Team Germany. That is the rumor. He will be mm-hmm. the MX One rider for Germany. Well, that'd be so. cool. Um, all right, Craig goes three eight. That first moto. Great first moto. Holy shit. Big Christian Craig fan. Big over here. Christian Craig fan Big over here. Big Christian Craig fan over here. How Shout surpri- out, Paige Craig. How surprised were you that he was holding that for what? 15 minutes at all of Southwick? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He smoked himself. The second moto was very evident of that. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of guys in that same boat. But holy shit. Including dude. my new best friend. I'll t- <laughs> I tell you what, though. Christian Craig. Is quiet. I don't even know if you can say quietly anymore, but I'll say quietly having a really good outdoor season. Very good outdoor season. I'm going to be real fucking honest with you. Christian Craig is a good outdoor 450 rider. Dude, that is really good hope. I tell you what, that's really good hopes that like his 450 career. Rumor mill on the short list for 250s for MXON. That is a rumor. And we will talk about when we talk about MXON, there are two other guys as well. Although I think there should only be one other guy. Yeah. Uh, But. Dude, he is. He he's making everyone look stupid that thought he couldn't do this outdoors. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when he gets on the husky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope it. I hope it works out. Here's my question to you: 
Oh, boy. Do you think he has a better Supercross season on the 450 than he does outdoors? Because he's having a really good outdoor season. He's top five in points, and there's a possibility he could probably end up fourth by the time the end of the season goes. Are they going to fix how that Husky goes through the whoops? Hypothetically, just say they do. Maybe. It's going to be tough, though. But he is known to be a better Supercross guy, so that's a that's a good thing. I mean, he's just coming off a 250 title. There's several guys on this list that are known to be better Supercross guys, and I don't know if he gets on the box in Supercross. Maybe. <sighs> Maybe. But it's going to be tough. I will just say that I'm happy for that dude, outside of the joking around that we're big Christian Craig fans over here. Because you know me, I have a love-hate relationship with Christian Craig because I like him. I'm as a, a per- big Christian Craig fan. I know you are. You and Paige Craig, you're me like and besties. and Paige are homies, too. Yeah, you know, maybe we can go hang out with the Craig family at Iron Man. We vlog a lot together. Oh, my God. She asked you about the camera. Like, hey, what camera are you doing? We then? vlog together. Anyways, it's great. Anyways, um, I'll just say I'm very happy for him and his family because yeah. there was a lot of expectation and I would say that he's living up, actually exceeding that, in my opinion. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. he's exceeding it. Because if you had a Southwick, a track that, let's be honest, probably the low on his fucking shit list, mm-hmm. and he killed it. Yeah. Good for him, dude. That is awesome. Uh, Max Anstey goes 5'5". Five, five, How four, impressed six. were you with that? He rode pretty fucking good yesterday. And he also ran down Anderson and he dropped him like did. he was nothing. He also ran down Kenny and dropped him like he I'm was I'm not going to lie. I was very nervous up until Thursday listening to Steve's show on Thursday. And well, then, apparently Honda gave him a clutch and they tested him for two yeah, hours. Two and a half hours. And we're also going to talk about him later when we talk about some of the World Supercross news. I will say this. You know, I'm a big Max Anstey homer. Dude, why couldn't he have just fucking been on a Honda? Because apparently it's a Honda thing. I, I have a question. What? How the fuck do you smoke a clutch on a 450 in... 30 fucking minutes. Less than 30 minutes. They probably were stupid and left the stock springs in it because obviously we know Honda springs are notoriously bad. I'm just That like, is really stupid, though, especially considering that team has dealt with, you know, that I was mean, the previous, the whole first the half of the previous week. muck off, dude. Yeah. So they've had a 450 guy with Brayton before. But they were having issues and they didn't know how to fix them. And then Honda gave him the fix. I'll tell you this. If he goes and does that, because <laughs> obviously he was running sixth at Red Bud before the bike let go. If he goes and backs this up at Millville. Yeah. <laughs> That's very fucking impressive. So I've got a question for you, and we'll talk about this with Cooksey, too. Hmm? He, they keep saying he's got a long-term deal with Firepower. He Honda. Does. He's riding 250 in World Supercross and 250 East next year. So he's not riding uh, for the Rocky Mountain KTM team with the with his rich homie there that owns the 83 compound? Ethan Lane's dead? Yeah. No. No, he's Firepower. Because he's riding 250 uh, for World Supercross next year, which unfortunately really sucks for Cole Seely. Because now all of a sudden Cole Seely's not going to be the top 250 guy anymore, and he's riding 250 East. For Did you just say that Max Anstey was better on a 250 at Supercross than Cole Seely? I guarantee he beats him in Supercross. Yeah, I will take that bet all day long. Yeah, I guarantee he beats him. I will yeah. bet you a million dollars. Yeah, he I does not. He, I bet he beats him because Cole Seely has not rode a 250 in fucking forever. Cole Seely is a Supercross guy. When's Max the last time Cole Max Seeley? Anstey is not. When's the last time Cole Seeley has raced competitively? Yeah, I don't care. I'm still taking Seeley. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this. We'll come back to this when we talk about World Supercross. Speaking of retired guys that we didn't think we were going to do anything, Ryan Dungey <laughs> goes 4-7. All right, you want to talk about his bike now? See, everybody was talking about how his bike was like just fucking shit. And yep. here's the thing. I guess I must have not been paying attention enough. Dude, I know it he was went... everywhere. So here's it my, bounced here's, around like crazy. Here's my theory on Dungey. So he takes all this time off. He's away from racing competitively. Mm-hmm. We know that he stayed in shape. We also know there is the difference between being in shape and being in race shape, just like with any other athlete. You know, anything that cardiovascular wise, you know there's a difference between regular shape and that specific whatever uh, discipline. But he stayed in shape. 
We know he's always been considered one of the most smoothest, consistent guys, and he still has been consistent this year. We talk about the evolution of the way techniques have changed and stuff, and you know, guys stand up more, they weight the pegs more, they use their lower body more. You know, and, and Dungey doesn't have a lot of effort, but I think what it is is because he was away from racing for so long, and we talk about this with Coach, the way your brain processes information. Because he was away from that for so long, and that's not just something when you're away from it that you just you pick right back up. I don't care how good you are. He sits down a lot. He does, but, I'll, but he is, he's a very efficient guy. He doesn't use a lot of energy, mm-hmm. but that's not my point. He was away from it for so long, and his technique never evolved, and these bikes are so good now, but also we know... The torque on these things is so instantaneous compared even to when the last time he rode them. I think he is trying to push so far over the edge and his brain can't catch up and because his technique didn't catch up that now the fact of his deficiencies of that are now catching up to them and talking about the Red Bud thing. He's all over the place. And I think because of the way that bike is and we know that it, it's... I doesn't it's, handle great. I think you're on with the technique thing, but I think it's because he his technique is old school uh, but it can work for some I, people. Yeah, but what I mean by old school is he sits down a lot, and one of the things I notice is like he'll sit down going into a corner, mm. and he'll hit a bump, and the bike will be like all over the It'll fucking place. It'll unload on him. Yeah, but the, but the like everybody so, else is yeah. standing up going into the corners, which is what the suspension techs all know how to tune for now. And then, which, like I said, yeah. with the way the bikes are, and the bikes are so responsive nowadays yeah. that once again you're sitting down, and then when that bike reacts, if you're sitting down, all that energy is going to you right away. You can't adjust. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's part of it is why he is making more mistakes than we've ever seen out of him. Because here's the crazy thing. It's not like his speed has not been good enough to get on the box. His speed has been good enough. Mm-hmm. It's just now we're seeing a version of Dungey that we've never seen before. He is making so many more mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like that stupid knife in the front end in the, in the yeah. first moto. I know everybody does that. But try to think back off the top of your head. Oh, and you actually saw Dungey do that? Exactly. Never. That's my point. Like, how often did Ryan Dungey make a dumb mistake like mm-hmm. that? And I know people are like, well, anybody can do that. You're right. Anybody can do that. But here's the thing. Ryan Dungey rarely ever made that. That's a Martin Davalos, a Joey Savacci. That's a, yeah. that's a their mistake. That's not a Ryan Dungey thing. Yeah. And I think he's just pushing so fucking hard. Is he on the box at Millville? Man, I would have to say it'd be hard to bet against him. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of mojo going in, in Millville. And he's going to have the fan support. I think he gets on the box in the moto. I think Probably. third's the best he does. Yeah. Because outside of Eli, Kenny's also very good there. Chase. Barsha is very good there. He got mm-hmm. a win there last year. So there are some guys. But, I, man, it'd be hard to say he doesn't get on the box at least one moto. It is fucking yeah. I mean, dude, he used to beat Ryan Villapoto at Millville when Ryan Villapoto was unbeatable. So it'd yeah. be really hard to think that he can't do it. But. All right, moving on. We got to move through these here because we got to get 250s done, too. Um, so Ando goes 8-6. I mean, th- down in the first corner of the first moto. What the fuck? Dude, Ando just moto gods isn't a moto guy. Outdoor, God, outdoor gods hate him. He was fucking fast. The first moto he was. The second moto, like I said, Max. There was a lot him. of people that burned themselves that first moto, though. Yeah. Uh, Benny, Benny Blows, Benny Bloss, whatever, 10-10 for ninth. Uh, Barsha, 13-9 for 10th. That's I think he's sick again. Maybe. I think he's sick again. Uh, Chris Canning. Chris Canning. Chris Canning. 12-12 for 11. Fucking trying to fucking pass Chase in the first moto on the first Fantasy lap. God. Ah, oh, dude, I got Chris Can- Chris Canning. He's just good at Southwick, man. But he's... he's. Speaking of fantasy, are, did you cry yourself to sleep last night? Why? I beat you. I'm ahead of you by three points overall. I know. It's because of Red did you, beat, you beat me yesterday, though? Yeah, I beat... I had like 520 yesterday. I was oh, finishing okay. the top 400. Yeah. Um... 
We almost do. We almost had like the same exact team. I think we had the same exact team for four fifties, and we were we weren't even close on two fifties. But I was looking through the results, and I was like, oh, we had the same fucking team for four fifties. Eh, it happens. Uh, no, I actually I think our uh, you didn't have Dungey as an all star, did you? No. Okay, so all, our guys were all the same, but Dungey. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Canning, though, dude, he's just a solid outdoor privateer, man. He's always like the top finishing four fifty privateer. So uh, yeah, I I hope he can keep riding the rest of the rounds. Um, yeah, because he's just. He's just good. Um, Savachi, 916 for 12. Probably I think burned himself yeah, that first. Round. And Southwick is just, with that knee, that's not really the place that's going to be. No. <laughs> uh, Shane, 1115 for 13. Probably scared when he goes to Millville. Amart, retiring. Hashtag trolltrain.com. Yeah. sixteen eleven for 14. Let's see here. Hartraft is still saying fuck outdoors at 2813 for 16th. Tyler Stepak was in there. Stepe- yeah, Stepak was 17.20 for 19th overall. Marchbanks, 14.39 for 17th. Marshall Welton's he was down to the first. Only. He was down to the first turn. Rough first moto, not a much better second moto. I thought he would have been better there growing up in the growing our, up in the sand. Our guy at, our guy at Bellrod.co uh, had a rough day Wonder at if a shock went up his ass again. I don't know. Uh, Jeff Walker was in the way during the second moto. We all saw that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) As was our friend Kevin Morans, but we'll talk to him in a little bit. God, Eli, man. You know, I got to ask Kev how many times Eli's lapped him in a race. (laughs) (laughs) Jace Kessler uh, made the motos 27-27. You know what? Good for Jace. And I only say that, too, because we found out some information at Red Bud, the shit that that kid's dealing with. So just good on him for making the motos now. Uh, Did you talk to Scott at all this week? No, that, I haven't talked to him since Redbud. That, that ankle must be. Uh, yeah. Uh, and shout out Bobby Piazza. Made the motos 35-30, or 36-35 for 36 overall, and that's pretty much everybody I've got in 450s here. Okay, all right. So that's sweet. Um. All right, let's move on to 250s here real quick. So our 250s are brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Check them out at gutterworksgutters.com. Kellen Josh. Shout out Zane, their kid. Hopefully had he's a, doing better. Had a gnarly one at Red Bud. Yeah. Lacerated his spleen over the leap. Fucking sweet. On a 65, he was trying to jump the whole thing. Did you thing. see the video, the footage? Oh, yeah. It's gnarly. Like, <laughs> stepped <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> Nose over. Ugh. Do you hear about the guy on Sunday? No. In the vet vet novice class, my class? No. Apparently uh hit a kicker going up T1, got ejectoed, fucking diggered into the ground, bike came over, got him, then got landed on. Thought he was dead. Like Diffie saw the the dust, turned to film it, thought he was dead, went running down there and then I guess like Chad Reed was like had to like comfort him because Diffie thought he was fucking dead. Like why did Chad have to comfort? Because Chad, I guess, was one of the first people there too. I guess it was like Chad and and Diffy were both like standing there. Why was Chad one of the first people on the scene? I don't know. That's... Why was Diffy one of the first people on the scene? I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, air air flight him out of there. The 65s went after after that class. They they just ran the race with him on the track. Stupidest fucking thing ever. Diffy Diffy's life would have been altered had he just walked up there and the dude was dead. Then they couldn't. Then they couldn't fucking. Then they couldn't land the helicopter. They ended up landing the helicopter in Vendor Row, and it was making all the banners go all over the track while the fifties or while the sixties fives were riding. Some kid just leaves the lip of a jump, and a banner just hits him. Yeah, it sounded like a fucking shit show. That doesn't normally happen at Red Bud. (laughs) No, 
I said, mm. I was like, man, dude, this is a gnarly red bud. We got dudes getting airlifted out. We Sounds got, like somebody you see at Baja. But I mean, dude, let's face it. We we saw that from the fucking, what's it called? The uh, uh, combine race. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, we saw Hymas go down. We saw what's his nuts go down over the finish. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Talon Hawkins. Yeah. yeah. So <coughs> weird, weird kickers. I don't know. Anyway. All right, moving on. Like I said, 250 class review brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks, Gutters, and Outdoor Restorations for your house. They do siding. They do decks. They do all sorts of stuff. Just go cool check stuff. them out. They do a great job. Gutterworksgutters.com. Um, all right, so 250s. Jet fucking, I'm going to be real honest with you here. Hunter's brother is a good fucking rider. You know, I'm going to also be real honest with you here. Let me just go on a little rant okay. here. Go ahead. Jet, hmm? as, as fun-loving as he is, hmm? was fucking pissed he didn't have that red plate yesterday, oh, and yeah. it showed. Yeah. Six seconds, hmm? lead, hmm? goes down, yep. gets up, yeah. two and a half, three seconds over Joe, the whole rest of the moto. Then the last two laps of that first moto, he goes four seconds a lap faster just to say, fuck you guys. You're talking about the first moto with Joe? Yes. Yeah. He went four seconds. It wasn't, and it wasn't just like Joe slowed down. Joe's times were the same. Jet went four seconds a lap faster yeah. on the last two laps just because. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about these guys being screwed when he goes to the 450? This is a prime example I point to. That kid rode hmm? with a two to three second lead over Joe the entire race. Hmm? He was pissed off at the beginning, made a dumb mistake, was like, all right, stupid, don't throw the whole race. Yeah. This guy rides with the maturity mm. of a 28-year-old, mm. and he's 18. Uh-huh. They're fucked when he goes to 450s. I just don't agree with that. Dude, he processes things so much better than every other fucking rider in that 250 class. It's unreal. J-Mark couldn't process shit this fast. Maybe. I, dude... I know we haven't seen J Mart in a while, and I know J Mart's stupid fast outside and mm. can run you down till the end. Mm. J Mart's not going four seconds a lap faster the last two laps just because. I he's I not. Just, I, he's I just, not. You're I never going to convince me. I just never going to convince me. I just can't. I just I don't agree with that because I don't know because last year we saw J Mart do it. I know, and and again last year though, Jet did not do stuff like this. Jet didn't go out after he no after, because Jet because Jet also wasn't getting the starts he was getting this year either. Yeah, and. And then, I mean, and then you go back, go back to that second moto uh, at Redbud, okay? Fuck, my motor blew up the first moto. But I will say this. I will say this, though. And put 15 seconds on I will say this, though. We don't. Yesterday, nobody was going to beat him. Second moto at Redbud, I will say this. I stand by the comment I made. It would have been more interesting had Joe Joe, not. Because the way Joe rode the first moto, we don't know. But yes, would have been more interesting. Yes. I still think he wins. See, and that's the thing is, I can't be as confident with you because what I saw out of him the first, the, the second moto, Joe did the same thing to Hunter. Have you seen the first moto? Southwick, I will agree, nobody was going to be. Have you seen the videos of him and Hunter? Well, no, it's just of Jet. I watched him and Hunter both do it that second moto at Red Bud, jump from the outside line to the inside line in the berm, like before the before the sand rollers. Yeah. Hunter was actually, I was watching him too. He was coming off the inside yeah. roller and he was bouncing to the outside right as the berm at the apex. Oh, no. No, no. This one, and I, wa- I watched them both do mm-hmm. it in person, and then I've seen a video of Jet doing it. They came down the outside and they hit the berm, pivoted, hit a roller, and jumped to the inside berm to then stay on the left side going down the rollers at Red Bud. Yeah. Fucking just insane yeah, shit. Yeah, no. That okay. no one else was doing. 
But so let's get back to that comment though about the 450 thing. I still stand by this, man. It's so much easier to do this kind of shit on a 250 than it is on a 450. He, <laughs> I'm, dude. I'm not even. Uh, Jet's not beating Eli. Jet will not beat Eli. He can't beat Eli. He can't beat Hurlings. He can't beat Tim Geyser. I don't even know if he could beat this version of Chase Sexton. But I haven't. I, w- I haven't looked at Eli's. Li- I'd be super interested. I don't really to see care what Eli's lip because it's easier to go faster in a track like Southwick late into a moto when your dog shit tired it is on a two fifty than it is on a four fifty. I mean, yep. But I just I, I don't I don't agree with that. But, and here's the thing too. Everybody likes to, see. Everybody likes to. Perfect example. Everybody did this with Stu and Ricky. Stu when he was on one twenty fives. And once again. This is coming from the biggest stew homer there is. Yep. And I back stew every fucking step of the way. It's big black cock on your face. <laughs> stew on 125s would put in the same lap times as Ricky would on his 250. Yeah. What happened when Stu went to the 250 class? It is a whole different animal to go that fast for 35 minutes on a bigger bike than it is on a smaller bike. You what, can year, do- what year did Stu go to the 250 class? Stu went, bumped up to the 250s in 2005. He was in 125s, 202, 03, 04. And was then it, he bumped up in 05. Wasn't he, wasn't he on a two-stroke and Ricky was on a four-stroke? No, they were both on 252 strokes, oh, Stu's okay. first year. Okay. And then Ricky went to a 450 outdoors, that unproven piece of shit 05 RMZ 450 outdoors, and he still waxed Stu. Yeah, Stu's talked about that, and it's not... Uh... That bike gave him nightmares. Trust me, I've heard it all. That bike, that, oh, that 252 stroke gave oh, him yeah. fucking nightmares, dude. Mm-hmm. It was so fucking fast, but he was like, dude, that thing would... He had to ride it so fast, though. Yeah. To, to keep up. So yeah. here's my here's that's a perfect example of a generational talent that everybody likes talking about with Jet <laughs> going to it. And and then here's the thing too is and I saw this because somebody made a comment on Vital. They go, you know, this generational talent thing is starting to look a little bit more. I don't know how the guy worded it the 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 title of it. Yeah. And then somebody goes, well, it gives me confidence because Dylan did it last year as a rookie. And I go, you know what? If Dylan was younger. I would go, I would be right fucking there with you. If Dylan was 19, 20 years old going to the 450 class and he won as a rookie, I'd be like, you know what? You guys are totally right to be on this of Jet winning as a rookie. Here's the difference. Dylan was a 28. How old is Dylan? 27? 27, 28, something So like Dylan that. was 27 last year when he went to the 450. There's a lot of things as a 20, and you keep talking about how Jet's maturity is as an 18-year-old and he thinks like a 28-year-old. He does. He is wise beyond his years. But there are still going to be things that when he gets into a battle, because here's the thing, we do know there's a lot of different, there's a big difference between being in the battle with your brother and mm-hmm. then being in a battle with a guy that doesn't care about taking you out, like a Barsha. Whether the Barsha could stay with him for 35 minutes, that's not my conversation. You don't think that if Barsha gave a chance, he would put Jet over a berm? Barsha will put anybody over a berm. And that's my point. Or an Eli Tomac, a guy that you know will hound you for 35 minutes compared to oh, I'm racing my brother Hunter, oh, I'm racing my buddy Joe, or I'm racing a rookie in Levi Kitchen. Whereas Dylan, come from racing hurlings his entire life, Mm -hmm. doesn't really care about that shit. So like I said, I would give some validity to that if Dylan would have won as a 19, 20-year-old. But Dylan was 27 when he went to the 450 class. You can talk about the maturity, but there are still things that Jet's brain is not developed where... If things are happening really fast around him that he's not used to, because let's be real, this year he has earned every bit of what he has gotten this year, Supercross included. Kid has had is a phenomenal year. But it's one of those things when it's like it's your year, it's your year. Yeah. Because 
and just hold on to me because I'm not. I don't want you to think that I'm. I'm giving anybody. I don't want to hold on to you, but I'll hold on. Hold on. Hold on to what I'm trying. Just go down this road with me because I don't, I don't want you to. I don't. I don't want you to think that I'm herpes. Maybe I don't want you to think that I'm taking anything away from Jay. I want you to hear what I have to say about what it's your year. It's your year. So you go to Paul. He goes one one. Doesn't even look like he's trying. Kind of like what he did in Minnesota at the beginning of Supercross. Then he goes to Hangtown. Sick. We saw it. Michael Mosman goes out and wins the fucking first moto going away. No problem. Jet, the second moto, gets a good start. Michael Mosman is nowhere to be found. So who knows if Michael Mosman could have won that first moto because it's Mosman, though. He can't put two fucking motos together. Mm -hmm. Joe's catching Jet. Joe goes down. Jet wins it. Doesn't lose any fucking points. Then we go to Thunder Valley. Levi Kitchen goes out, stomps everyone. Jet even said I couldn't catch him. I couldn't Mm -hmm. break him. Second moto, Levi smoked, gets a terrible start, gets Jet's up front. His brother goes out there, but it doesn't matter because Jet beat Hunter quite a bit. Doesn't lose any points. Goes to high point. First moto. Mosman probably was going to win that moto. Let's be real. He was winning, and he was gapping, and then pulls a Michael Mosman. <laughs> Hunter wins. Jet does what he has to do. Loses a little bit of points. Second moto runs Hunter down, passes him. Hunter closes on him, goes whatever faster, runs out of time. Jet doesn't lose any points. Then we go to Red Bud, and then we finally see some adversity. Jet spike grenades. Mm-hmm. Joe straight up catches and passes Hunter, whether Hunter was doing whatever he was doing. He thought the bike was going, whatever. I'm not going to say that he was lying because there was no reason that Hunter would do that. Second moto, Jet goes out. The one guy that wins the first moto ends up going down. Then we go to Southwick yesterday. Nobody's going to touch him. So he just straight up wins both motos. But what I'm trying to say is when it's your year, it's your year. Every time Jet has been in a situation this year where a guy has looked like May. Maybe he can beat him. They can't put it together for another moto, so they never snatch those points away. And that's not a fault of Jet. Jet is just doing what Jet has to do to win. That's not, that has nothing to do with Jet. But Jet has gotten it where this year, where every time somebody looks like they could maybe snatch some points away, they just can't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. They cannot take anything away from him. And once again, that is not anything with Jet. Jet is doing what he has to do. But it's kind of like one of those things when it's your year, it's your year. For Jesus fuck's sake, he blew his motor up, and then he gets the points lead back the next weekend times 15. Yeah. It's like one of those things where he is killing it and he's firing on all cylinders, but nothing really bad can happen to him because even the one time that something does, it doesn't really fucking matter because the next weekend he gets the points back. So you you made the reference to Stu mm. and the general. Okay. But then you kind of just proved my point there in one statement, Okay. Mm. The Levi Kitchen at, where was that? Thunder uh, Valley. Thunder the first Valley. Motor. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Jet makes the comment, dude, I tried to break him and I just couldn't. Yep. Stu, especially in Stu's early days. Yeah. You know what? Stu's whole fucking career. Yeah. He's not letting, he's not trying to break somebody and then going, eh, you know what? I can't do it. I'm going to back it down. He's hitting the deck. But Th- so- these are the kind of things that I point to, especially when we're talking generational talent. When mm-hmm. I say these dudes, when he gets to 450s are fucking screwed. That's the kind of thing. That I point to, you point. I point to that. I point to yesterday of uh, the last two laps of the moto. Even though I've ran a two to three second gap the entire moto, and I know I got Joe covered, mm-hmm. but I'm just gonna wait right here. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go four seconds a lap faster. All right. So here's my question, and I'm glad you bring that up though, because here's here's my question to you then, since you made that point, and that is a very good point. I will give you that. Here's my thing though. <laughs> What's going to happen, though, because to my point that Jet has had things go his way where guys can't put in two motos, what's going to happen when he goes to the 450 class and that just doesn't happen to him one time? Starts happening. You talk about how he had the realization to, I, got, I can't catch Levi. Yeah. I'm going to take the points. 
What do you think is going to happen to him mentally if he starts getting to a point where, oh, this is happening more than just once. This is happening twice. This is happening three times. Because I'm here to tell you that if he races Eli next year, and this is once again hypothetical, Eli yanks a star and chases, or chase, Jet's coming from like fourth. There's going to be a lot of times where Jet's not going to be able to catch Eli. Yeah. Jet is yet to have to deal with that kind of adversity. Eventually, yeah. you're mentally but not going to be able to handle that. Unless I, Jet just goes, fuck it, I know that I can't beat this guy and I'm just going to get what I'm going to get. I'm not, dude, I'm not sure that kind of shit bugs Jet, to be honest with you. I think yesterday, to your point that he was pissed, proves otherwise. Well, Jet, yes. Let's I, be real. I think Jet has I, had a very, I don't want to say manicured. So, like, manicured uh, start to his career. But outside of his rookie year with the shit that happened in Supercross, Jet's career so far, he has not really gone through a lot of adversity where he can't... If he has a bad weekend, he comes back in in twofold and kills it the next weekend. Mm -hmm. We saw it in Supercross when we were down in St. Louis when he had that lad, that last bad main for whatever. I can't even remember what the fuck happened. And then he came back the next weekend and he fucking killed it. Yep. If you race a guy like Eli Tomac, there's going to be plenty of weekends where you just don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's what I talk about in the sense that where is Jet going to be mentally? Is he going to be able to handle that? Or is he just going to be okay with, I'm just not going to beat this guy, and I'm going to be okay with it, and I'm going to wait till he exits stage left? Yeah. That's what I mean by the maturity. Because wh- where I say with Dylan, <laughs> Dylan last year had been used to that his entire career racing Jeffrey Herlings. He just knew... Nobody's okay with getting beat, but he just knew, like, hey, if that guy's going to beat me, like, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Jed has yet to deal with that kind of thing in his pro career to, the, to this date, yeah. where he just can't be the fastest guy. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, I'm here to tell you, he's not faster than Eli Tomac. No. He's not going to beat Eli. But so, I don't want you to get twisted either. I'm not sitting here saying he's going to win the no, 450 no, I'm title say, his first year. And I'm not year. saying you are either. Those are my concerns. I'm just saying it's going to be. He's going to throw a wrench in a lot he of will. plans of 450 guys. For sure. And by year two, three, as yes, long as maybe he's not. Maybe he pulls a Chase Sexton. I was going to say, as long as he's not getting hurt, I think then it then it's really on. But see, here's the thing, though. If Eli, and, and then we're going to move on. This is the last thing I have to say about this. Because yeah. this is the only thing we can really talk about with Jet. Because we don't really have anything to talk about the way he rode yesterday. He just rode phenomenal. Four seconds a lap faster. I know. That's Some insane. I didn't, even real, I didn't even look at the lap times yeah. and all that. Um, if... Chase is now coming to his own, and he's becoming the guy. You give Jet two, three years. Who says that Chase all of a sudden isn't going to be where he, not speed wise, but now all of a sudden Jet has to deal with that version of Chase Sexton? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that which will make it interesting. Jet is always. This is what I mean by the 450 class, where you really find out what kind of person mm-hmm. you're going to be. Which is why with the AC thing, this is just who AC's going to be in his 450 career, because we know now. Shimoda is working with. Nick Way, by I the way. I've seen that, which, by the it's way, proves my point that Nick knows what he's fucking doing with yeah. guys. Um, but do you see what I'm trying to say? Uh-huh. It's not me trying to take anything away with Jet. It's just, once again, it's totally different when you go to the 450s because it's one thing when you're racing your brother and you're racing your buddy Joe and you're racing a bunch of guys that are your own age. But when you go to the 450 class, it's you're racing men. Mm-hmm. Not to say that Jet isn't slowly becoming a man, but you're racing men that don't really give a shit about your feelings. Yeah. That's when... I, why I'm still hesitant to be like, you know what, Jets gonna Daniel Blair and all these talking heads and everybody can do it, and he's given everybody reason to. But 
when the eighth place guy has no problem running you off a berm, Jet's not used to that. Mm-hmm. The eighth place guy in the 250 class, he'll go around him like that. Yeah. He's not just going to go around the eighth place. Yeah, guy. but that's Barsha, and everybody, everybody, he, Barsha treats everyone the same. So I mean, I know. But and how Jet has yet to deal with that? Everyone else races pretty respectfully. They'll race you hard, but it's pretty respectful. But Jet has yet to deal with that, yeah. though. So how will Jet? How will Jet deal I with don't that? Know. Has ra- Jet ever been taken out? Actually, he, he raced Vince Freeze, right? Nah. <laughs> but seriously though, has Jet really ever been taken out by anybody? Uh, I'm not sure. So like, how will Jet deal with the first time he actually gets blown over a berm? Uh, is he gonna get pissed and retaliate, or is he gonna be like, you know what? Oh yeah, don't you remember him and Forkner and Hunter and Forkner all going oh, at it yeah. at the Tampa Supercross in yeah. 19? Yeah, yeah, we never, we never got that. Yeah, we never That's got that. Sad. All right, we gotta move on here because we got Cooksey coming up in about 11 minutes. Uh, so Joe goes two three for second. That was a good fucking backup ride from what's it called? And he was moving yesterday. Like, I think he was he can, fast. I think he can back it up at Millville. He wasn't touching Jet, but he was fast. No. And he once again two shit starts. Yeah. So. Uh, Justin Cooper's having another interesting. I mean, you know what? You got to give the guy credit, man, because he's not giving up. I've heard. I've now heard a second time he signed to a four fifty super or four fifty motocross only deal for next year. Yeah, I, like terrible. that's starting to gain some traction here. Fucking that, terrible idea. Better than him racing 450 Supercross. Whatever. He better go out and kill it outdoors then next year. Um. Anyway, he goes 3-4 for third, which is he's back on the box, but it wasn't impressive. I mean, the fact that he's even doing that good, I guess, should be an accomplishment. Yeah, he's still, he's still coming off that injury, but, man, it's yeah. just, I don't know. Um, Levi Kitchen goes 8-2 for fourth. He was looking racy those first couple minutes, man. If he could get a start. Spunky. <laughs> he just got to get a start, and like I said, he's in a lot of these tracks he has not raced before. So RJ Hampshire was on fire the end of that second moto. Yeah, he goes four five for fifth, which is strange because I didn't even see him the first moto. But he battling very... with Styles Robertson yet again for the second weekend in a row. Oh man, put a move on him too, and it was like, ooh, that's sketchy. RJ once again, man, just fucking terrible starts. R- RJ just does RJ things. I still think he gets a moto win by the end. Gets of the stabbed year. in the heart and keeps going. I know, Jesus. Um, okay, here we go. This is another big topic we need to cover here in about five minutes. Styles Robertson and Hunter Lawrence. I. What are your thoughts on? All? I I need another angle of what happened first to really know. I did listen to post race interview. Th- what stuff. did you think? Styles came into him or something. Styles did. Styles takes full responsibility okay. for it. He got loose and he took him. Yeah, he took him out. Now. This bad is, look for Hunter. Real bad look. Real bad look for Real, Real like, bad look. Dude, like, calm dude, down. I saw him at, like, did you pay attention after he took the checkered flag? Like, he turned around on the track and was fucking. He grabbed a hold of Styles' mouth guard on his is helmet. He gonna, is he going to penalize for that? I haven't Probably heard anything not. yet. Probably not. He's, I mean, dude, super cross. If you touch someone, I mean, dude, yeah, look at this. MX- Ando got DQ'd because he slapped fucking what's his This is MX head. Sports we're talking about. Um, yeah, nothing's going to happen, actually. Um, but, dude, here's the thing, too. You can tell there are just a couple of moto kids because as soon as Hunter, like, hit me with his front wheel of his bike there, I would have literally jumped off mine and tackled him, and we'd have been rolling around fist fighting. You know how I feel about I know how you feel about this. this. I'm just saying. It's, I'm, and that's also a bad look from a guy like Hunter Lawrence, who's yeah. supposed to be this calm, cool collective like, guy really relaxed dude yeah. not a good look bro not a good look but i'll and tell you what dude that oh, so first off great job by styles going seven seven for six that was good if he can here's my the last thing i'll say because this is all we have to really if he keeps doing this the rest of the year because yeah. this is three rounds is his is this changing your mind a little bit on styles because i said it red yeah, but he is doing, for me yeah he's, he's doing, doing very better. well yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's picking it up so um dude hunter did not have a good day yesterday that that fucking crash were dude that crash with styles and then he almost got smoked Twice, and I think that I was Nate Thrasher. I think that was Nate Thrasher, dude. And I rewatched that a couple times. 
He got lucky. He, he got real lucky. he got clipped on the side. Yeah, and even if he didn't get, like, hit, hit, he got hit enough that I'm like, dude, If Nate would have hit that him hurt. dead center, because I pretty, it was either Nate or Romano. Yeah. If he would have hit him dead center. Um, Do we know where he went down? Was it off that scrub jump, like, that tunnel after they come down the hill after the start? That fucking angle was so terrible. It's so hard. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't know. It was level ground, so, like, I don't know. I mean, it could have been in the back section somewhere. Maybe. I don't um, know. This is uh, very reminiscent of last year. He was on fire that first moto coming back, but definitely not the smartest thing. Yeah, but then it stalled out, though. And and he burnt himself out, so that second moto, he had nothing. He looked terrible that second moto. It was terrible. It was fucking terrible. And this goes back to the second moto at Redbud. We can talk about the first moto. You thought his bike was going or whatever. Yep. Um, It's not a good look. It's not a good look. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, Joe keeps riding like this. Uh, Joe could get second in the points. I think Joe's going to get second in the points. Yep. This is re- something. If he does this again at Millville, I stand. This is the same fucking thing that happened at the end of last year. Yeah. Remember? Except it was different. And yeah. He won, won one at Southwick, and then he was done the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Dude, did you see in practice, his fastest lap was 2.6 seconds slower than Jets. Oh, yeah. That is not fucking good, considering you went 1-1 at this facility mm-hmm. last year. Yep. It's not good. It's not a good look. My best friend there. I hate this because you know how much I love Hunter, but this is not a good look. And Joe right now is on fire. Yeah. Ugh. I might have to reconsider best friends here. I might have to go with I want to be best friends with Sushi. Yeah, I might have to be best friends <laughs> with Joe. I love America. Hunter is just not, it's not going uh, well, dude. Look, man. For you, getting, for you getting so pissy with me last weekend for me telling you a joke that your brother was pretty fucking good. Uh, you better fucking start riding better, buddy. Oh, it's uh, not good. He's never coming on the show. No, never, never. Uh, Myrtle's like, ah, oh, fuck that guy. Fuck those guys. All right. Um. All right. So Mosman goes five nine for eighth. Uh, Thrasher fifteen six for nine. Hey man, Thrasher. Outside of that, and I don't know if he was down in that first turn or what happened in the first moto. He's quietly since high point like just been solid top ten guy. Sure. I mean, dude. He yeah. Caught, I mean, it's all right. He caught past Hunter and he was catching Mosman. Yeah, it's all right. So I mean, we'll see. He's doing look. If he, it's kind of like what I said when we did our pre-show. If he's top ten, yeah. every moto where he's not coming from last, I think he's doing what he needs to do going yep. into Supercross next year. Um. All right. Swole uh, did fucking. I don't even care about Jalik. I'd fucking whatever. Great radio. Uh. Great radio. Hold on. Okay. Is that Chris? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't really care to talk about Jalik. Me neither. I heard really he, he, like he's already signed for next year, and I everybody's like, "Oh yeah, he doesn't fucking care because he's got a deal already," which is fucking stupid. Cool. He have a and deal. when when he did care, it still didn't fucking matter. I was gonna say it wasn't good. Um, Hamaker eleven twelve, but he say he hasn't really rode with a lot of sand. Yeah, so. I mean he didn't grow up in the sand, and plus his starts were terrible. Yesterday. Said Baja's the only place he's rode sand. Yep. Uh, Voling goes nine fourteen. Not okay. bad considering yeah. once again not a sand kid. Nope. Um, Ty Masterpool on a borrowed bike fourteen eleven <laughs> for thirteen with the practice motor in there. Yeah, dude, when they honed in on him in practice, and I heard him just bouncing rev limiter, I was like, Ugh. I was like Ty, good. I was like, not great for your practice motor. Probably slow that down, buddy. Um, Romano goes ten fifteen for fourteen. It was a little racy in, in the yeah. beginning of both motos, and once again, um, and LeBlanc. I mean, I don't know where the fuck he finished, but I don't know. He went off on a mule. 
So yeah, I hope he's okay. Yeah. Uh, no Pierce, bar. No. Pierce Brown, thirteen, thirteen for fifteen. Still that think he's sucks. gonna win a moto? <laughs> Shut up, man. Uh, no bar X dudes there. Did you notice that? No they bar were there. No, but I mean, no bar X riders were riding other than Kilroy. Yeah, like Mumford was, was was not there, and he just came in with Red Bud and Drake. Wasn't there either. Yeah. And Schwartz, I don't think, is going to be there until the end of outdoors no. at all. Um, Michigan local, Chris Prebula, 30-16. So that was good. Top 20. Yeah, LeBlanc went 16-38 for 18. Uh, that's pretty much. Enzo Lopes, 21-39. He's not an outdoor first. guy. Nope. Uh, no, no local. Um, I mean, there was a couple local uh, MA dudes that were there, but no, no really local 250 guys that jumped off the page. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much that for the 250. The one thing I last want to touch on before we get to Chris, uh, did you hear that, uh, they did say that, and this is from Jeremy Coker's mouth, that Dylan is going to try to ride the last couple rounds. Yep. Huh. You want to know why? Why? They're worried. What are they worried? They're worried that it's going to come down in those last couple rounds oh. between Sexton and him, and they want someone else out there to get in between them. Well, that's the fucking guy to do it. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. that That is legitimately what <laughs> I'm hearing. I mean, that makes sense. How crazy is it to think that you're, you're ace that you could just throw out there? To is put the, in the former national. Well, on top of that, too, they want to run the number one plate. Yeah. And they want him to be able to run the number here's one the, plate. Here's so, the, yeah. Here's the thing, though. What happens if Dylan goes out and gets started and is leading, and he's like, all right. <laughs> Shut it off. <laughs> just leave for 30 minutes the last two laps. Uh, I got to give him up 30 seconds. I'm going to pull Look, in and take I a water I just want break. Dylan to be there so we can rock our shirts and show him. We're wearing them to Iron Man. And then we're wearing them MXON. MXON. Then people are going to be like, you're not French. Be like, fuck. I don't give a fuck. Wee wee. Wee wee. Oh, God. Speaking of that, I got to take a wee wee. We got to get Chris on the phone. So we're going to take a quick break. That is our Southwick wrap-up brought to you by our friend, our 250 and 450, brought to you by JT Cycle and Gutterworks. And we are going to come up with Chris Cooksey here in just a minute. So we will be right back. All right, and we're back. First guest of the night, brought to you by our graphics designer, Isaac Nelson over at Isaac Nelson Designs. Make sure to check him out. IsaacNelsonDesigns.com. Link in the description. Designed our Dylan Danger Zone t-shirt as featured on uh, the Weed Show or something. One of Weed's shows from Redbud. We were on that, which is fucking awesome because, yeah, I bet Davey didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah, when we didn't see it on the first one, we were like, oh, like Davey saw that instantly. Instantly. Cut Weed's show. He doesn't have one anymore. Anyway, it is friend of the show. He is also a fellow journalist of the sport. It is the one and only Chris Cooksey. <laughs> what up? Hey, buddy. Making your triumphant hey, return you... to the show here. I know, right? I only had to beg to get back on. God, it's a, wow. you guys have, must have a tough guest list. No, no. Travis, if that's true, I'm upset <laughs> with you right now. <laughs> no, he didn't have to beg. I literally texted him the other day about like getting Myrtle's fucking email or something. And he didn't respond to that. And then he responds with, so when can I come on this show? <laughs> Jesus. I meant to get you. I was out doing something. And I thought I was going to. Yeah, of course. But you told me you got Myrtle's phone number. I was like, oh, shit. I forgot to send it. So, well, hey. So and I was like, you know what? He's never invited me on his show. So I'm going to go after him since I just screwed him over. Look, so that I distract. Look, look, Chris is busy trying to move to Florida. Yeah. Look, Chris, there's a story behind it, okay? So first off, uh, I am best friends with Hunter Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence hates 
Travis right now. He fucking hates me. He fucking hates this douchebag. It's hilarious. It's I told him that we made a joke that you know Hunter's brother is a really fucking good rider, and Hunter did not find that joke very funny. And then Travis tried to save himself to talk about C10s, and I still don't think it worked. It did. It did. We was he was telling me all about trucks. All about trucks. Yeah. Anyway, and then I talked to Myrtle because uh, we were in the VIP area at Redbud, and Myrtle, I was like, "Yo, can I get the guys on to talk cars on the show at some point?" And he was like, "Yeah, probably off season." And I'm like, "Sweet, I also want to have you on because you seem like a fun guy who well, also wants to shit on now. some people, so that would be cool." And he was like, "Yeah, email me." And then I didn't have the email, and then I ended up finding it before you got back to me. So all all good. Email has been sent. Travis is also friends with Paige Craig now. I'm very big Christian Craig fan. Big Christian Craig guy over here. I don't know much of a fan you are of Christian Craig Boy, and Paige I, Craig, but I felt like such an asshole this week because I do my 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 Chris Notes Cliff Notes podcast or just a little quick clip about what's going to happen. And my description of Christian Craig was, "Eh, you're not going to do so good." <laughs> I, That's awesome. I said he, I said he's not going to do. I said he's not going to do bad. He's not going to do good. He's going to do eh. And, I, and man, he went out there and looked amazing. I was like, "Wow, those were those words went down smooth." Wow, oh, dude, you're not the only one. <laughs> it's like aged whiskey. Aged whiskey went well. Yeah. So, um, all right, Chris. So we're gonna get into our Holster Co. Reload rant here because I know you'll have a good time with this one too. So shout out to our friends at Holster Co. Making Kydex holsters for things that go bang bang boom, and boom. boom boom and all that stuff. Make sure to check them out. MIHolsterCo.com. Uh, they also, if you're in the local Kalamazoo slash Portage, Michigan area, have a store that sells things that go bang, bang, and boom, boom. boom, boom. boom. And, you know, for taking out the Fed Boys. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're instantly canceled. On we're YouTube instantly now. canceled everywhere. Um, anyway, so HolsterCo Reload Ramp. This fucking man. Are you not allowed to say gun? Are you not allowed to say gun? No, I don't know. We just avoid it so we don't get Look, man, in YouTube trouble. YouTube is owned by the leftists, so it's yeah, you, know, you can't say anything. Yep. Yeah. So you know, fuck, we get- fuck the left. Hold on. Well, before you get into your rant, <laughs> I, I got a little rant here. <laughs> oh, here we go. Fuck, All right. <laughs> fuck, okay. Fuck the leftists. I'm so tired. And the thing is, is I, I came out the other day and somebody attacked me for saying something about liberals. I'm like, I don't have a problem with liberals. I don't even own a gun. Like I, I, I'm all for being whatever you want to be. But I just don't want you forcing it on me. That's all. Like, if I'm liberal, I'm not going to force it on you. If I'm way left, way right, I just can we accept that all of us are a little bit different? We have different points of view, and stop canceling motherfuckers for, you know, things that don't matter. Look, we Chris, you know, just got a million views on YouTube. They're all, they're all upset. What's that? We, we just got a million views because of that. Yeah, like literally the title of the Chris Cooksey section on like YouTube is going to be fuck the leftist. <laughs> this is going to oh go God, well. Don't, that's, that's not necessarily what I said, though. This is, oh. I, said, I said fuck the leftist, but only because they want to cancel me. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I'm, I'm kind of a liberal guy in the sense that I don't have a gun, I don't do this, but I just don't want to push it on other people. If you guys want to have guns, Good. Go buy guns. I have a if lot. If you want to do drugs, go do drugs. I don't, I don't care. do those. Like that doesn't affect me, and I don't need to control you. And that's where my point of view is. I'm a little bit more kind of, and actually a true liberal. And as far as, you know, I'm not. A, I'm not a Marxist. So yeah. <laughs> good, Look, I just, I just want point. Chris's Fauci shirt. That's all I want. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll shut up before you guys have me all over the internet. So. <laughs> oh, dude, it's awesome. Uh, it's I, I did, fucking hey, awesome. I did. I did preview a couple of my video clips with I'll be on the show and you may want to check it out because they're probably going to have me say something that's going to get me in trouble. Oh, so. 
So so let's get you guys get me all you guys get me all, you guys get me all wound up and I just say whatever it's fun. Dude, you know it's uh, it's hilarious because we've actually been fairly mild here this outdoor season. Although I did try to get Justin to go up and say hi to our best friend Davey Coombs at uh, what's it called <laughs> at, at Redbud because he walked right by us and he wouldn't do it. So whatever. Look, but, I didn't see Tim Cotter, dude, so I wasn't feeling feisty. I would. I would walk right up to Davey and go, what's up, Davey? How you doing, brother? Here's my thing, man. I really want to punch Tim Cotter in the face more than I do Davey. I don't like Davey, but I really don't like Tim Cotter. I'd rather punch him in the face. Hey, when we're at Iron Man, if we see Tim Cotter having breakfast, should we have breakfast with him again? We should. We should sit right down we next to him and have a plate of eggs. Be like, yo, what's up, Tim? Be like, hey, Remember that Tim one time Cotter. at Loretta's when you... Never mind. Sorry. I'm about to go down. <laughs> we'll see. You guys, you guys, and, and my issue with it, it's not like a personal... Like, I, I, I don't genuinely dislike Davey as a person. I dislike what he's done to the sport that I love, and I dislike his insincerity. Did you guys see the Vital MX, like video he did? Oh, he should be Dear a politician. God. He should be a politician. Did, no, which well, one? And, and the, fact that he has, oh, the, the fact that he has Michael Lindsay interview him with all these <laughs> softball questions, you really want to clear the air? Do an interview with me. It's like Let Joe, me ask it's like you the Joe question. Biden, baby. Look, Michael, yeah, it was so fucking yeah. stupid, too, because well, Michael was like in a sprinter van or some shit. Yeah, but I mean, do it, do it, do it with, do it with the interview with someone you know is going to throw real questions. Don't go to a, a basically a media partner and it's like, hey, Mathis, interview me. I, I pay you, but interview me. Yeah. No, he's not going to ask anything that you don't want to ask. I'm going to ask whatever you want, and I'm going to ask a follow up, and I'm going to ask why. And the truth would set him free in this whole situation if he just didn't lie about it. Did you guys catch the the immediate lie he said in that interview? He said uh, he said he didn't have the numbers from Peacock. But yet he said they had numbers, but then because Corollian uh, Dungey came in, it blew the numbers out of the water. I'm like, well, which one is it? Did they give you numbers or did they not give you numbers, you fucking liar? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's on it's on Vitals. Uh, I haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, you should go. I think it was posted Friday or something. It's on mm-hmm. Vital. It's like 40 or 50 minutes long or whatever, but hmm. it's just Michael and, and Yeah. So what Davey doesn't know is I'm a body language expert, and that's what I studied in college was communications and body language. Sick. That motherfucker's lying so hardcore. Like, watch him start rocking in his chair when he tells you those silly stories. Dude. And he tries to distract you with, like, uh, like, like, he'll say something like, well, you know there's a war going on. Yeah, we all know there's a war going on, dipshit. You don't have to play stupid and act like... Like you're trying to grab the moral high ground when he does that. And Wait, I'm like, do we really like have any of us actually been to Ukraine to put <laughs> eyes on this? Oh boy, wow, we're going way down another road. Oh, oh boy, yeah. I listen to a lot of tinfoil. <laughs> okay, hey, so, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I totally sidetracked your rant. No, no, I'm sorry. I don't know, it's okay. I, I actually, so I have. I want to go on that thought, but go ahead with your rant because there was a question I actually have to have Chris, Chris about that because I imagine we're going to talk about the MT, or Mav TV thing. So that's I really, where I'm going here. Okay, so, so, so Mav TV and Flow Sports. So this is a fucking joke. It's at, this is a fucking joke. Well, I mean, we talked about this before we left for Red Bud. It was. I went to get on this weekend to watch qualifying on Ma- on Mav or Flow. On Mav. Okay. And it tells me you don't have an account. The That's happened. Fuck! Do you mean I don't have an account? Which is bullshit because I it's not paid for the fucking account. Everybody's supposed to have them. There was a lot of people having that problem. At no point have I canceled that subscription. Yet here I am. Oh, I was fucking fuming, oh, I bro. Know. There was a lot of people because you're not supposed to cancel. It's not because, supposed to go away till July 27th. Because don't get me wrong either. I am not subscribing to Flow. 
So the last four, I am not watching qualifying. Yep. Now, I have Mav TV on the satellite at my house. Shout out to my parents paying for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. I'm a 32-year, th- 33-year-old no, that Who still gives? lives yeah. at home. I don't give a fuck. Yep. Fuck you. You can come at me. I'll fucking punch <laughs> you through the fucking screen. Yep. I don't give a shit. Yep. The housing market's fucking ridiculous right now. Go fuck yourself. Hey, I know I didn't sell you. Wow, I'm really ranting here. But, and I refuse to pay for the flow thing. Anyway, um, put your fucking hand out. <laughs> Where the fuck is my fucking Mav TV account so I can watch qualifying? So then I have to go on YouTube where, a la, oh my God, I'm watching it for fucking free. Yep, yep. The fuck are you doing? Oh my God. God damn it, this is fucked up. Chris, I didn't know he was going to get this fired up. Dude, I was fucking, like, it was almost to the point, luckily I need my phone for shit, it was almost throwing my phone. All right, so Chris, I so since we're gonna talk about this because I didn't know this is where this was where, fucking clown where the show. reload rant was gonna go. So my question to you is: so we all know that this is bullshit. We all know that Mav TV was in air quotes not ready for this or whatever. And Davey came out and did his politician bullshit. This just shows how few people watch Mav TV. Yeah. So we know what's gonna happen. And for anybody that doesn't know, July twenty seventh, anybody that has a subscription on Mav TV Plus. It apparently is going away. If your subscription was bought before the 27th, you still get it. Apparently, some people haven't, as of Travis was one of them, unfortunately. And then after the 27th, no longer. Then you can go over to Flow for the last four rounds, and you get a discount of $6.99. And then we know that goes till December 31st. What I said to Travis, and tell me if you agree with this, Chris, because this is just a question for you, because me and Travis talked about this. We all know with World Supercross coming in that right now Outdoors is in trouble. And we all know at some point... The Outdoor Series is not going to go away, but it's basically going to be a glorified privateer series. I said to Travis, and I think a lot of people will agree with this, if they make people go to Flow Sports and spend $150 a year to watch 12 rounds of Outdoor Nationals, do you agree that they effectively, Davey didn't even realize that he did this, Outside of the people that just go to nationals that because it's locally or, hey, it's a closer race or whatever, so I can go two states over, do you think that that basically will kill the nationals as far as viewing if they're making people pay $150? Because even me, being an old-school outdoor guy, I will not spend $150 fucking dollars to watch 12 rounds. This is my point right here. We had this conversation going to Red Hold on, Sorry, let, I'm still oh, ranting. Let, let Chris go. No, Chris. This, is, this is my point here. You are the hardest of hardcore outdoor guys. Mm-hmm. You and me have battled about this for five fucking years on this show. Yep. Because I've been saying Supercross is going to take over. Yep. Outdoors is fucking screwed. Your fire bag. Oh, fucking yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, outdoors yeah. is. I've heard this all. Blah blah blah. Yeah. We are at the point that you're like, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. I'm fucking. Out. I told you I'll go pay for GPS and pay that money because I can get a lot more racing. But you're out. Yeah. I'm way out. Chris, I'm not even going to watch the last four qualifiers. I'm going to pick fucking fantasy p- picks off a fucking sheet. Chris, do you uh, do you agree with that statement? I don't dare not disagree with it. Holy moly, Travis is fired up. Yeah, dude, I'm no, usually I, the one I, who's I, getting red-faced, but holy fuck, he's fired. This is, is the fired. stupidest fucking thing Let ever. Chris, Goddamn, God. YouTube. Fucking YouTube. Davey Coombs, Chris is never coming back on. Fuck. Chris is never coming back on. You, you already paid oh, for the it. fucking TV people to be there. Just stream the fucking shit for <laughs> free you on heart YouTube. You're famous. No. You're I'm famous old, dude, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I, okay. And yet hold they want to go out and say World hold Supercross on, is going to fail. Fuck you. Hold I bet you I can oh, stream World man. Supercross. No problem. <laughs> I bet you when the series starts and the series finishes, I bet I'm watching on the same fucking app that I watched it on when it started. 
Can you let Chris talk, please? <gasps> okay, God. go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. I'll just sit back and get out of the way on that one. Holy cow. Right. I actually don't disagree. I, I, I disagree it will kill the sport. I think Heart it'll be fine. The problem, the, the problem where they went completely sideways with this thing is way back when they decided to switch to Mav TV+. And the other lie that Davey tells is that they didn't have a home for them. Yes, they absolutely had a home for the channel. It would have been the same. They could have broadcast everything on Mav TV just like they're doing right now, and the streaming home would have been Peacock, just like in Supercross. But it cost a significant chunk of money to do that from NBC, which they had to pay, because their deal's not like the one with Supercross. With Supercross, NBC pays, and then they sell the advertising, where Outdoor Nationals pays for the airtime, and then they sell the advertising. So there's two different ways to do it, but they both make money. And I've talked to Dave, and he said it was profitable, but he decided oh, these guys at Mad TV, we can cut a corner. We can own the streaming, too. We're going to corner the whole market, and we're going to own the whole pizza. And before really looking at it, he went ahead and did the deal. Before we knew it was going to be a disaster, they already, it was a disaster because Red Bull went, wait a second, our sponsorship we just signed on for, you're going to put us on Mav TV? We're not even on Peacock? Uh, fuck you, we're out. And that's why <laughs> Red Bull left. Yep. So... Red Bull's out. Monster comes in, probably gets it on pennies on the dime. They're like, okay, well, we'll still salvage it. We'll still get our thing. And it could not have gone worse. Um, with that said, had they just went with Flow Sports originally, I don't have a problem with it. And I think $150 is very steep. But I buy UFC. I pay for other oh, stuff. Yeah, I'm too. a diehard. I, and I'm going to do it. But if you give me all 12 rounds and you actually give me – the only problem I have with Flow Sports is if I'm paying that much money – I don't want to watch your commercials. Yep. If you give it to me for free, I'll watch your commercials. But if you make me pay, do not cut away to a commercial. I paid. Not you. I paid. Mm -hmm. So don't sell a sponsor. You're double dipping. That's bullshit to me. So and, and my, my two cents, guys. And I, and I totally agree. And we, me and Travis even talked about that. We go, look, if you're going to give us everything, you're going to give the interviews, you're going to do practice, and not only just, oh, we're doing the last session of 250A and 450A group, like you're giving us B group, shit like that. Like, it's justifiable. And like I said, for me, it's not that it's the money is the biggest deal. Because 150 bucks, it's not that big of a deal. It's just the whole point that when is the last time, and I tried to think about this, Chris. I can't remember a time in the last 10 to 12 years. Because I remember those days of, oh, we have to watch it on ESPN a week later or two weeks later. Or I remember listening to the Nationals in the, you know, the early 2000s and listening to the, the, the stream from Rob Bytus talking over the announcer tower way back, like, I think even DMXS used to stream these for a while, way back in the early 2000s. I remember those days. So I remember going through that shit. But I can't remember in the last 10 to 12 years where we've had to spend over $8 a month to watch the outdoors. And like I said, I'm an outdoor hardcore. For me, Supercross is fine or whatever, but for me, it's outdoors. I grew That's my bread and butter. But there's a lot of people that during the summer, and me and Travis have always talked about this same thing with numbers on our show. Some people just don't watch outdoors because a lot of people like, hey, it's the summer. It's nice out. I don't want to spend it indoors. For me, I carve my Saturdays out to watch racing. I purposely, unless it's a have to, don't do other stuff so I can watch racing. Same thing with Supercross. But there's a lot of people that will be like, you know, I'll just catch the highlights and then I'll go to my local race or a race that's close. And that's what I meant, or the question, or the ask the question about effectively killing the viewership. Because there's a lot of people that I feel the money's not the, it's not the $150. It is steep. But I feel a lot of people are like, you know what? It's just not worth it. And for me, 
I even told this Travis, I was like, look, I'll go spend that money and watch the GPs where I get 20 rounds of outdoors. I get practice sessions on Saturday. I get EMX 125, EMX 250, EMX Open. I get all those motos and MX2 and MXGP as opposed to, oh, I get 12 rounds and I get four motos and an hour-long qualifying. That's just where my question was is where do you think it might kill the viewership as far as like the average fan? Well, I don't think it'll kill it because you're still going to have knuckleheads like me yep. who love this thing and I'll talk about it and do highlights for people that don't want to watch the whole thing. Yep. But at the same time, it will. De- it, 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 this is this is what pisses me off when these guys and Davy Coombs and Steve Mathis they go. It's a niche sport. It is what it is. But it is what it is because you fucking morons keep putting it on channels. With, like you're not making it mainstream entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's where World Supercross. They don't have that idea. Yep. They they think of it totally separate. They're already in the works with a Netflix type series similar to the F1 Drive love to Survive. It. Fucking love they're going I mean I mean what wait till you see what they're doing. It's so cool. It's going that alone will build the entire sport and outdoor nationals can ride off the coattails of that. But it, as far as competing directly with it, if you want to ask which money I'm going for, World Supercross gets my money. Every well, they're both going to get my money, but yeah, World Supercross will be considerably better. Chris, which, do you know? Have you ever seen? I'm sure you have at some point the the TV numbers for outdoors. I have not. Oh, okay, and that and that's the have thing. You heard, have you heard any rumors? I've heard there's a significant drop off in Supercross though. And Supercross is only what three hundred, something like that, on terrestrial TV. Yeah. Hmm. So and that, but and that, stream with, with streaming, it kind of changes everything, and that's what's so funny to me too is, you know, when these guys say they didn't have the streaming numbers, and dude, I got YouTube numbers. Like you're trying to tell me you didn't have numbers, yeah. yet you took on this whole venture. Like how dumb would that be? And and that's, like, I, I don't buy. It, yeah. And that's what me and Travis were talking about on the way down to Redbud is, is because it go. You know, that's the thing. Unless they're going to, like, hey, this is just for outdoors <laughs> where you're, like, next year, if they're sticking with flow, because I don't see them going back to Mav, because Mav's just going to be like, look, we don't want to put the money into doing this, making it better so we don't have these complications. They're probably going to be on flow. They really need to carve out where, okay, these are just for the outdoor guys, the people that want to watch just motocross. They don't want to do, look, Flow's got a lot of cool shit. I've never really been on their stuff, but I downloaded the app knowing because I'm going to do the special 699 code for the last four rounds and then cancel Fuck it. Fuck them, I'm not. I get it. No, I get it. I really do. I understand. But I'm going to do it because I don't have cable. I have just streaming apps. You can come over and watch the race. We could be friends. Uh, shut up. Well, Any- nope, go ahead. And I'm a, I'm a guy that loves uh, that loves MMA and grappling. Me too, man. And they have that on there. Yep. I'm like, and that's what I was going like, to get oh, to. oh, wow, this is cool. And that's what I was going to get yeah. to. That's, that's awesome. But I think, I think that next year... Hopefully, they have that idea that they go, okay, we know they just have the motocross guys. We're going to give them you know, a deal or whatever just to do for the 12 rounds or whatever. But it pisses me off when, like you said, when Mathis and all these people sit up here, oh, it's a niche sport, this and that. Well, here's the thing. Fucking UFC was a niche sport back in the 90s, and it's fucking worth $10 billion now. And they figured out a way to go from Fox Sports to ESPN. I'm the same thing with you, brother. I'm a huge MMA guy. Love it. Dude, spent a lot of money, fucking $79, $80 for every fucking pay-per-view, the ESPN Plus, I'm the same fucking way. But don't tell me it's a niche sport when fucking MMA was the same way back in the 90s, and then now it's worth $10 fucking billion. Yeah, you want to know how they did that? Yeah. I mean, the ultimate fighter. Yeah, no, I, that's that's my point, and I think that's the same thing Chris is saying. It's bullshit when you come out and say, oh, and I understand, 
we're never going to be the UFC. That's not what I'm implying. But it's just bullshit when you talk about that, and then you're oh. like, oh, we're trying to grow the sport, but it's like, well, you talk about with world with World SX. Fucking Adam Bailey and all those guys are going to be like, you know what? We're not going to let this shit fucking fail. We're going to spend all this fucking money, and we're going to make it people wor- worth it to them. Hashtag reload rant. I, I think you're right. I think, I think those guys are the first ones that really have the attitude that what and, – and I love what they say. They say, that, yes, it's nation as, as far as who competes. Not yeah. everyone's going to ride. But – and then, you know, I hear, you know, the pundits saying, well, NASCAR, because everyone drives a car, or uh, fighting, because everyone can fight. But guess what? How many people grow up on a bicycle? That's two wheels. Exactly. And this is motorcycle. And but it's about the storytelling. It's all about the storytelling. And like I said, the Ultimate Fighter, when it did that, it's told us a story. It gave us a reason to care. Yep. I mean, if, you, if I don't have a reason to care about those riders, then all I am is just watching dudes jump dirt bikes, and that's cool for about 10 minutes, and then I'm over it. I want to know the drama behind it. I want to see Hunter Lawrence grab the face mask of Styles Robertson and Styles say, get back here, what's up? That's, that, that's fun stuff. It, it matters. It's entertainment. Mm-hmm. Ask anyone who's ever been a part of pro wrestling. They sell stories, and it works. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like I said, same thing with fighting. I'm invested in fighters. That's the reason why I fucking watch it, because outside of that, it's just dudes beating the shit out of each other. But, yeah, I mean, I just it, it pisses me off when – people say that kind of stuff and they're like oh well it only appeals to certain people well dude with that fucking attitude we're never going to be as big as we all know that this fucking sport can be and it's just going to fucking keep failing and failing and i don't know i i'm right there with travis me and him always have these conversations but it's just getting to the point there's a lot of fucking people you know that are not happy right now that are not happy especially they went through the same shit you did yesterday travis there's a lot of people they went on there like oh it says you don't have an account they're like I thought I was supposed to have an account till July 27th. And then there's a lot of people worried that they're like, oh, they still might keep charging my account. So that's another thing that everybody's got to, I would, you know, everybody pay attention to that shit too. Because it wouldn't fucking surprise me if they say, oh, yeah, like you can't get on this here, but we're still charging your account. Yeah. So I'd be, if I were anybody, anybody watching this or listening to this, I'd pay attention to that too. Because not saying Mav TV is shady, but this whole fucking thing has not been good for them. So it's not um, a good look. Dude, dude. No, it's not. Did we lose him? Chris? Chris. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, bogus. Oh, oh bogus. He was right in the middle of he saying was right something. right in the middle of saying something, too. Son of a basket of weaver. A oh, oh, you still there, Chris? Chris? You're breaking up, buddy. Nope. Yep, yeah, nope, it's gone. Wonder if that was on his end. It's ringing. This is great radio. Oh, back. Nope. Hello. Yo, yo, can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Okay. You guys there? Yep. You hear us? Can you hear us? <laughs> yeah. Check. Uh, check. Check. Yeah. All right, no. Cool. Cool. No, hey, I would. I, I was about to say, like, literally what, what Mav TV is doing, I don't understand how it's not considered fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that it's, like, legal. I don't know how you can just take people's money and then cancel the service and not give it back. Or yeah. I, I just don't. Maybe I want to I watch some I, sprint car shit, and now I fucking right. can't because they already canceled my fucking thing, so fuck them. I'm so fucking here, pissed. So here's my question also, and this is another thing that we talked about. Uh, has there been any talk since it? you know, with everything that's going on with Peacock and Supercross come next year? 
Because I've heard that that's, uh, that's going away as well. I don't know how true that is, but have you heard anything, Chris? I don't know, but I do know Feld is watching this situation play out closely, <laughs> and they are making sure they don't make the same mistake. So here's, um, here's my question, because this is also just, you know, now that since we're on the topic, before we go into World Supercross, uh, if they cancel and they don't go to Peacock, we're going to run into a serious issue with who the fuck are we going with? Who would Supercross go with? Because obviously they're not going with Flow Racing. Peacock's out. Okay. They burn the bridge with Fox Sports or Fox Sports burn the bridge with them. Hold on. Oh, no. Go ahead. Are you sure Peacock's out? Well, no. That's why I was asking you if you heard anything because I'd heard the rumors that they were. Well, Davey made it sound like they were out, but I'm like, well, as far as I know, Supercross is still there. So, oh, no, no, no. That's, that's, I'm not going off of what Davey said. I was hearing rumors back and during Supercross that, like, hey, there's a possibility. That's why I was asking you if you heard anything more no, I, on that. I know I know they were shopping it because it wasn't that they were – the, the Peacock streaming service is fine. Mm, Nobody yep. complains about that. No. no big deal. It doesn't matter. You can call it Fox or you can call it Sports, Peacock, whatever you want to call it, yep. as long as it's there. Yep. Where they have an issue is on the regular TV. They're like, okay, we're CS, CSNBC, we're NBC, we're all over the place. They're trying to find a network that has a particular home on that type of TV. Yep. Um, and usually they're sold as a package with the streaming. So I think if they could find another channel that would be more consistent, they would. And I know they were shopping it, but I don't think they're going anywhere after they've seen what's happened. And I was about to say, that's what I was wondering because, like, everybody, for anybody that doesn't know, NBC is trying to do, like, they're trying to make everybody go to the Peacock. Like, that's trying to be their thing. Mm-hmm. They're trying, NBC, they're trying to do away with just NBC. So to Chris's point, they want to find on regular TV who to go with. And I know some people weren't happy that didn't have streaming. That Oh, hey, one week it's on USA, now it's on CNBC. But it's like, my question was is that if it ever did come down to where that, like, Peacock was no longer an option, which doesn't sound like it will be, but if it does, I don't know where the fuck Supercross goes because, to my point, we're not going back to ESPN because, no offense, I don't know if we could afford that deal at this point. With but I think you guys are looking at it a little, little bit like, no, we don't need to go back to TV. Yeah. Like, no. Who, no, we don't. Like, honestly, who doesn't have a Roku or, like, I mean, yes, there's some old people that don't. Yep. But for the most part, if you find a streaming service that's good yep. and you put it on there and just leave it on there, yep. people will subscribe, and that's it. If you stay on Peacock for 10 years, as long as I know it's on Peacock, I'm going to buy it. Oh, for sure. There's this amazing streaming service. We use it all the time. It's called fucking YouTube. <laughs> it's fucking oh, yeah. fantastic. Travis has been beating this horse. He, he just doesn't. like. He just Look, wants there's, it on a, YouTube. there's another one that you could do. It's even better. Only you can ask for. Do- well, that's a thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask for donations. It's called Stitch. Yeah. All the gamers do it. Yeah. And you're, you're here to tell. Steam. You're here. No, Steam is where they download. Oh, okay, games. sorry. I'm not Stitch is where they stream them. Okay, yep. And and you're here to tell me no, no. that those gamers don't get as many views as we get with Supercross oh, or ni- Motocross? Ninja, Go fuck yourself. Ninja, Ninja gets ten times the views. I was gonna yeah. say those guys will have streams that have a million fucking people watching. Them. Oh yeah. We are not gonna even get close to that with our Supercross and Motocross at this point. We'll be fine. Well, this well also- I think that's with World Supercross, I think that's what we're going to see. We're not going to see a, a local TV network in every area. I think they're just going to find a world streaming service and go that route. That's that, my opinion. Well, that would be the there, fucking best idea ever. Wasn't there talks, and didn't Anton bring this up, that like, hey, Amazon? There was talks of Amazon wanting to do something. I heard they were shopping Amazon for the yes. series. Yeah, I, I did hear that. Is that, a that, no? that would be a, 
that would be a world streaming series. Like, yeah, maybe it's a package deal. Maybe that's where they do that and the show. Like, that's a that's a that's a world streaming service that would work for everywhere. Yeah. You think that'd be a you good know, idea, Chris? As long as you can get it to everybody at a reasonable price, absolutely. I mean, dude, if you want to go, if you want to go big time, the World Supercross ends up on it, fucking Amazon. How much fucking bigger can you get? Let's yeah. be real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be all about it. I have fucking Amazon Prime. I don't give a fuck. Me I'm too. already, I'm already there. Pretty much everybody in the world already has Amazon Prime. <sighs> Pretty much. So yes, uh, they're taking over the world, and I have my own thoughts on that. But at the same time, <laughs> for the sake of the sport, for the sake of the sport, yeah, they got to jump on board. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Moving away from our reload rant here, hashtag Holsterco reload rant. Bang, bang, boom, boom. Bang, bang, boom, boom. Um, Getting into World Supercross here. Uh, So Kenny gets announced last week that he is going to ride World Supercross. $250,000 a round. And I heard it was Firepower Honda. The series is paying him. No, I heard he's riding for Firepower Honda. Well, that could be a fucking thing, that, too. I don't know if that's true. That could be a thing, too. That I haven't heard yet. No. I have not heard where he's landing. I just heard 250 k and the series is paying him. Not. So, World Supercross, in one move, just checkmated the entire rest of the industry. Well, I mean, they got Eli for the first round, so... And yeah. Eli's riding the first round, too. I wonder what he's getting paid for that first round. $10 million. <laughs> I don't think it's that much. I know. I was joking. So... Well, I, and I, ha- I have to think... Webb might end, might end up over there also. Oh, yeah. Um, I believe he's talking, and there's negotiations, and they're figuring out what they're going to do. He's already on a Supercross-only deal. And did you guys see in practice when they did the, the tribute to the, the great <laughs> outdoor greats? Uh, didn't really pay attention to it. I saw it, Chris. Okay, so they, they did this thing for Cooper Webb. I'm like, what? I, I get it. He's Big great. outdoor he's awesome. guy. But he's still, what, num- number one, he's still active. And number two, they just did like a full tribute to him. And they're like, we hope we get him back soon. I'm like, Jesus, you want to talk about pandering? Why don't you just pay him and get him back? You don't have to just do these little cheesy. It it was very, very desperate. And I'm like, wow, they must be on tilt right now. Big outdoor guy. One outdoor 250. Big outdoor guy. Yeah. So big. He is not even riding them right now. So big. He's been riding in the woods. Riding in the woods. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. Rather, oh, it pays ahead. better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, dude, they just had a fucking 10K Supercross and 10K outdoor race at Chili Town. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw the Chili Town Supercross yeah, track. Yeah, they had a 10K payout for Supercross and their outdoor race. Uh huh. I was like, wow. I was like, if any privateer knew about that, they wouldn't have showed up to Southwick. Yeah. Um, so, who do you guys think is going to be the first guy that Feld pays to race their series instead? Ryan Dutchie. Jet Lawrence. <laughs> God, they would have to throw a lot of money his way, though, don't you think? Well, because you know the world – and World Supercross is smart. They're not going head-to-head with the biggest guy. They're squashing out the littler guy first. Yep. And that way they don't have to go head-to-head. And they won't have to pay – Feld won't have to pay for a long time. Feld is still the Supercross series, and it will be for a year or two or three until all these guys can negotiate the contracts to where they can get out and do the world stuff. Yeah, so. yep. Yeah, because this is because literally the series paying Kenny, and this goes back to I mean, Chris, have you looked at like the live versus PGA thing? Uh vaguely, I've heard about it, yes, but it's it's crazy how it's very similar to what's going on, dude. I it's so exact. I was copy. gonna say my buddy, my one of my buddies told me about it a few weeks ago, and I went and started watching a bunch of YouTube videos about it. Mirrors our sport 
absolutely. They're talking about these PGA guys that they're paying, a la what they're doing with Kenny here, to come over there and play. And then, But then the PGA is much like MX Sports, and they've got the guys out there saying, oh, I can't believe you wouldn't want to play here. for." And they use the exact same words. The prestige and honor of playing Maybe on the David PGA Tour. Dude, I mean, literally. Danny did the PR for, dude, for golf. Cozy, you would not believe it. I'm literally watching this, and I'm going, holy fucking shit. This is exactly the, the prestige and honor of winning a, a Lucas Easy. Oil Pro Motocross 450 title. Oh, wait, except for I can go over here and they're going to pay me $250,000 a round to fucking ride this shit instead. And and I don't have to sit out in the sun. And I only got to ride for 20 fucking minutes for a main event. Like, yeah, no, fuck off. And uh, even it even got down to, like, I was watching some of the ESPN shows where they were talking about it, some of the clips. And the, and the one guy was saying, dude, it's easy for these guys who are over here preaching the PGA this dude's got a $125 million Nike contract. This dude's got $55 million fucking Reebok contract. This dude's won 18 Masters and won $120 million. It's easy to say, yeah, you should stay with the PGA. They already got paid. These guys over here who are going to live or whatever either have gotten paid but don't have quite those deals, or there's the other guys who are at the bottom of the barrel, a la our privateers, who are not getting paid at all. And then it's like, oh, well, if I go to live, I'm guaranteed to make a minimal, I can't remember what, what $100,000, yeah. $60,000, something like that, to go play over here, where if I go to a PGA thing and I don't qualify, I'm out 3500 bucks that I spent to go sign up for it. So the mirror between the two is fucking unbelievable. This, this just happened in Formula One. They tried to get Max Verstappen to go race the Indy 500 earlier this year. Oh, really? And it was the same weekend as Monaco, and he goes, first off, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not going 230 miles per hour for that many fucking you know miles. Yeah, and he goes. Secondly, why would I want to go? Because they use that prestige of Indy 500 and the Indy 500. Because I'm also a big Formula One and IndyCar guy. It is a big deal. It's big the open, mecca. Big open wheel guy over yeah, here. Yeah, I am a big open wheel. Moto fighting open wheel. I'm fucking versed. Uh, but he goes. Well, nope. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I see. And what you brought up there with the open wheel is what I think is going to happen with World Supercross and AMA Supercross. AMA Supercross is going to be very much like the IndyCar Series, mm -hmm. and World Supercross is going to be very much like F1. Which, yeah. the IndyCar Series is still a big deal. It, it is. It is. But it's not the level of Formula One. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that Max was trying to make. He's like, why would I go do that when I can go and I just won Monaco, and for winning that, I just won a couple million dollars? And I go in Indy 500, and I maybe just won 450. Which yeah. 450,000 is a big, big chunk of change. It's a big fucking difference between winning five million dollars for one race and yeah. 450k. Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, no, not gonna do it. <laughs> well, and, and you guys notice the biggest thing about F1 <laughs> is its growth in the last couple of years is they stopped being so secretive hmm? and they started allowing cameras everywhere and everything. Oh, and yeah. telling the stories. Yeah, and people and people that don't never have watched racing or into this like nobody's business and that's what it's going to take I, w I will admit i'm into f1 now now i don't like to sit down and watch the races so much it's still pretty fucking boring to me because there's not a ton that happens we'll call it but i watch all of the youtube stuff all the qualifying highlights videos all of the sprint races all of the main races it's the tough when you don't videos. yeah it's tough for the average person if you didn't grow up with open wheel stuff luckily for me i grew up at a young age watching open wheel michael schumacher and all that yeah and it is hard because also too like there is so much going on with it and if you're new to the sport and you don't know all the lingo it is very kind of like with new people to motocross yeah like, they don't know it, i mean don't get me wrong it's cool and i know i know, but I, know plenty, what you're saying. I know plenty about racing i know what you're saying but though. fitting that time into my schedule too 
is tough, especially because we have to watch the moto side. Like this of morning, I watched. I watched the Austrian Grand Prix. It was yeah. fucking great. It came I down to the final lap. Don't tell me. I no, haven't I didn't say watched the fucking highlights video it's a yet. Good fucking race though. Great. <laughs> it's like Hunter's brother. He's a good fucking rider. Or what? <laughs> He's a good fucking rider. You know what? Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen are like Jet and Hunter Lawrence They're right now. Good fucking race. One's Red Bull and the other one's <laughs> driving something that's red. <laughs> um. Okay, so Kenny gets paid 250k per round. Ha- Chris, have you heard anything about what they're paying Eli for that first round? I would have to think it's probably on par. So it's got. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm honestly surprised that the entire Star Racing team is not going. Because <laughs> let's face it, uh, well, what's his nuts who owns it, it, has it is all about it. It hasn't been announced yet, but maybe Star is one of the teams still. That's true. We still got what two teams? I thought it was two teams. Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. Hmm. He could he could still run a team. We haven't we haven't heard anything else about any of the other teams really announcing riders yet, have we? <laughs> other than Hep's going to have a no. whole lot of shit going on next year. And and you guys got to remember too. This year is the inaugural year. It's not. They're not even considering it the real championship. This is just the, the kind of the hype year mm-hmm. to get it going to let you know this thing is for real. Yeah. Next year is the real first year when we're going to really be able to look at teams and break it down and and, and talk, you know, racing. What, you do know. You, what do you think about – so they announced that first stadium, and me and Justin have been having this conversation a lot about – because Justin was like, well, dude, what are they going to do? They're going to go to these small stadiums and do arena crosses because, like, there's no way they're going to be able to go on soccer and stuff. And then we see the first stadium announced, and it's a fucking rugby stadium, uh, rugby stadium 75, that holds 75,000 people. Like, they're not fucking around. No. No. These guys put on. Have you seen the events these guys did in the past over in Australia where they just blew it up? Well, yeah. They know what they're doing. They know how to promote this shit. They're not scared. They're going to fill that stadium. They're going to have a big ass track, and it's going to be an incredible show. It's going to be. An ex- it's going to be instead of a, the best way I think I could describe it. If somebody was just learning about this, I think that it's going to be. It's not going to be a supercross race. It's going to be an experience. They're going to make it such a supercross fu- experience. I mean, pretty much because you know we talked about with Adam Bailey coming from the V8 supercars, what he that started off yeah, at, yeah, and what yeah. he sold it for. He made that dude. That was a joke back mm-hmm. in the day. The V8 supercar shit was a joke, and then he turned it into one of the biggest fucking racing things out there. Yeah. Now, and this is another thing. Me and Travis have gone back and forth and not really debated. It's just had a conversation. Do you agree with this, Chris? I believe because there's this talk with it being world. Who are they going to bring over from the GPS? Are they going to get GP guys? And we know that there are certain guys that are just not going to do it, like a Hurlings. Geyser might be open to it. Fevra. I don't think Fevra should ever race Supercross ever again because I just don't want to see him <laughs> kill himself. But there are guys like Jeremy Sewer, who I – look, and I love Roman Fevra, but he should just never touch a Supercross track ever again. Uh, Jeremy Sewer, I think, would be perfect for it. Jorge Prado's name has been brought up. Glenn Koldenhoff. But then there are some guys that we know will just they, – they will not – They'll make the same amount of money just doing outdoors, and it's not worth it for them this late in their career to do outdoors and Supercross. But do you agree with when this becomes a like the second, third year when they really start competing with Feld, they have to get some top GP guys. Or, in my opinion, this will be just another version of U.S. Supercross just in different countries. Do you, do you agree with that? Absolutely, but you're going to see these guys that are riding this 250 class mm-hmm. that are going to that are young. They're, they're going to start learning more Supercross. They're going to realize how cool it is. And they're going to go, oh, okay, well, this is over here now, so we better learn this too. <laughs> Tom Vial. <laughs> yeah, Tom Vial. Yep. What's that? Tom Vial. That's that's my guy right there. That's the guy I think would be yeah. perfect for it. 
And he's coming here next year. Yeah, we run Supercross next year. I'm fucking excited for it. I'm a big Tom VL guy. I think that that's great. So I don't know. I was just I was thinking about that a while ago, and I go, you know, it's cool. It's going to be in different countries, but man, they really and I'm not, and I never said that they're not going to because I know that they will. But I'm just going to be curious to see. And and Dustin Pipes has brought this up. He goes, man, you wouldn't believe the guys that have been in my emails about you know names, not just U.S. guys. But I am really curious what GP guys they're poaching. You know, names, because like I said, Jorge Prado's name has been brought up. Jeremy Sewer's name has been brought up. We know that Hurling's name will always be bouncing around there, but I think it's a little too late at this point. Not that he wouldn't do it, but I just think for him, he makes so much money doing what he does. He doesn't really need to. Um, We know Geyser has always wanted to, you know, to do the Supercross thing. Came over for Monster Cup, whatever. I'm just curious what names have been brought out there. Have you you heard anybody or no? I have not. Um, and I think they're trying to be very secretive about that because one, they don't know exactly who they can get. And two, when they do it, they want to make a big splash. So I don't know. Okay. And they are doing well with that. They are Fridays are their fucking day for dropping news. Yeah. Yes. They're definitely stealing headlines for sure. They, it's funny because they, although they said they did not want to compete with either Feld or MX sports, they're very good about making the news headlines Every, almost every fucking weekend that I mean, there's a race. Dude, if, if they... <laughs> when they said they didn't want to compete, they said, we don't want to compete. We're just going to smash them. Uh-huh. I mean, dude, if, if there's a press release that comes off and they say, oh, we have Tim Geyser signed for the series, that'll set the fucking... Like, that everything won't surprise on, me either. That'll set everything on... That's... Yeah. That's a guy who I expect to be there. I mean, yep. he's always wanted to do Supercross. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. I expect to see him... Hurlings, on the other hand, Hurlings if they made the that one, announcement, that might set it yeah, on fire. That is the one guy that I think is very up in the air just because, like I said, he makes so much fucking money doing what he's doing, and he also still wants to come over here, whatever, do outdoors. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just really curious because, you know, I, like I said, Prado's name has been brought up, Sewer's name has been brought up, but it's going to be interesting to see what guys they can get and then where it goes from there if those guys go, hey, you know what? Maybe we dip our toes and we do both Supercross series. Because mm-hmm. there are some of these guys over the, over in the GPs that wanted to come over here for Supercross. They just never had the opportunity. Jeremy Sewers openly talked about how he wanted to go race U.S. Supercross. Yeah. It was just the opportunity was never available to him. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, he's, I don't know, he's early 20s, mid-20s. So he's yeah. still. He could do it. He has time. So, I don't know. And I just, some of these guys, I want to see if they, what they look on a Supercross track. Like I said, Fevra, just don't don't go, please. But oh, um. <laughs> uh, man! All right, Chris, you got any uh, you got any good silly season stuff here before we let you go? Any any good silly season rumors you're hearing? No, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be too crazy of a silly season, other than the whole Ryder D Francisco debacle. So. Yeah, uh, I know everybody has uh, heard your video about that, but uh, talk about that for a second because this is like. I don't know. Kind of fucked okay. up, in my opinion. <laughs> this is this is fucking ludicrous to me how this happened. So Ryder Francesco has been a team green kid ever since I've seen him. Like mm-hmm. a little kid, he's groomed. I don't even know how much. I have no idea how much money is being pumped into this kid between bikes, salaries, travel. Like it's well into the seven figures of how much they've invested in this kid. And now he's about to turn pro. Mm-hmm. He rode his first national. Looked good. I mean, he looked good. I mean, he didn't win like Eli, but he looked great. He looks like a guy who deserves a ride. Yet, Kawasaki's full. He doesn't have a contract. So you just invested in this kid for, what, 12 years? Yep. And you're going to let him go on the first year you can actually return on that investment. That's (laughs) idiotic. 
No, no. That to me, no, no. Jet Reynolds. Jet Reynolds is a generational talent. That's okay. sar- by the way, that's sarcasm on Travis. It's totally not sarcasm. He is a generational. He is on kid. Par fucking with, broke his wrist in press day. He is on par with Jet Lawrence for oh generational talent. We just need to keep okay, Jet. Well, hold on, guys. We need to keep him. You're, oh. you're, you're totally missing my point. My point is either change your system to where you don't dump seven figures into a kid, or you know, because I understand that they had one or two years into Rider D, and they said that no big deal. Hey, yep. cut the losses, move on. But if you've invested, like, I don't invest, I don't run 25 miles of a marathon and then quit. Yeah. Like, go the last mile and find out what's up. Yep. You know? That is shocking to me because I've been openly critical of Jet Reynolds. Like, he was a big deal as an amateur, and then when he got to B-class, kid could never stay healthy, couldn't make it through Loretta's, had his issues this year. They keep pushing when he's going to come back, when he's going to come back. And I'm not on the biggest Rider D hype train either, but I think that Rider D can be a hell of a lot more uh, valuable to He Mitch. made it through his first pro yeah. race. And fucking he was running top five, very much more valuable than Jet Reynolds. So here's the question, Chris. Have you heard anywhere, any, like, wh- what's up with him? Like, has he been talking to any teams? Do you know? Because, like, this, I know this blew okay, the, yeah. world, the news up, so. So Rider D's agent is a moron. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to. Is it the on same on one that March Banks and- has? <laughs> <laughs> no, low blow. No, but that guy's no, but that guy's an idiot too. Yes, he is. Uh, I'll tell you what. His agent is no Lucas Myrtle. Lucas Myrtle. Lucas Myrtle is the man. Um, but his agent, eight months ago, when this all came out, and they they see the timing was going to line up to where he needed to turn pro, and there was going to be the seats were full. KTM wanted him. They could have started started a bidding war and got Kawasaki to commit to him a hundred percent or got ktm to give him the money yet they go ah we'll just chill what (laughs) and and so his agent just lollygagged and now they're out in the cold i'm sure (sighs) not again not again not again this is on chris's end though the phone hasn't moved it isn't us oh oh you there chris you there you there hello 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 chris hello travis yeah can you hear me Sorry about that. That was on my that was my headset cut oh. off. Um, <laughs> that wasn't us. I told you it wasn't was us. My, that was my fault. Uh, that was my fault that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. He. I, I expect him. He'll he'll land with Husky or somebody. And I think Ryder he set the world on fire. No, but he'll be a solid pro for sure. Well, I mean, I really fucking hope so because Jalik Swole keeps getting signed. So. Um, oh, you can't talk shit about him. That's Chris's homie. Easy, oh, easy. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, my bad. Well, sorry. All right. All right, so let's, if you supported our friends and watched and listened to their stuff, you would know All that right. him and Jalik are homies. So can I go to the? So let me just go to the original Austrian brand. Then maybe they can maybe can take Max Volans ride because they're trying to get rid of Max and Vial's coming over. Maybe they can just do that. That's my thing. Is they keep saying that Chris isn't homies with Max Volans. They, they keep saying that Kawasaki's full. Like, no team has ever paid somebody to fucking get lost. Look, look Mitchell in 2020 rode as... as <laughs> like Jet Reynolds. Yeah, and fucking Joe came on as basically a test guy or who whatever. Else, who else do we have on PC? Who's hurt right now? McAdoo? Dude, everybody's hurt. It's yeah. fucking Fortner, McAdoo, Jet oh, Reynolds. That's right. Fortner's there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. definitely be paying Jet to get fucking lost and just sign a Rider D. Look, there's places that Rider D can go, so I agree. I'm sure he'll land somewhere. It's just the whole thing is ridiculous. Hey, here's the thing. Maybe... maybe 
maybe Factory Cowie should just take Forkner under their tent as a Factory 250 guy for his last year of his contract until he gets maybe hurt. Maybe Forkner's going over to star because the news came out that Bobby Regan always wanted to star sign Forkner, and maybe just Bobby will sign him, and fucking Ryder D can end up on Cowie. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not even a huge Ryder <laughs> D fan. I just think this is fucking insane that he's not No, anywhere. Chris is right, though. This kid has had so much fucking money pumped into him. Oh, yeah. Sponsored by Jimmy John's under the same fucking management group as uh, what's-his-name? Uh, the NASCAR dude from yeah. the Jimmy John's yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin Harvick. Yep, Kevin Harvick. Like part of that management group, it's absolutely ridiculous that they're like, "Oh no, you're going to Red Bud, and then you're going to go to because he's going to be at Millville this weekend." If I was him, I'd say, "Fuck you, I'm not riding Millville." Um, but I mean, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but as an agent, is it your whole job so the rider doesn't have to worry? They can just work on when they need to turn pro, and you figure out what rides are available and make sure that that's available. No, like, no, 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 no. Job. Look, I bet Garrett Marchbanks has a lot to say about this, also. A lot to say. I'm just kidding. He doesn't seem Listen, like the type. I love. That's upset. I love Garrett. Garrett is one of my like. I, he's one of my favorite guys. He's a Utah guy from like me, and I I love him. But I told him I've never met his agent. I wouldn't know his agent if I ran into him. But I said you got to fire him, <laughs> and he would he, he wouldn't do it. But I said your agent has screwed you, bro. Oh, he did. Hundred so, percent. Garrett's doing fine now, yeah. Nor, so, you know, whatever. No, but. he's doing great. That Club MX team has got some good – they got some good chemistry. They're bringing him up to the 450s, and that's what he really wanted. And he kind of had his eye on that, and that's what they were trying to kind of leverage. And Mitch Mitch was having none of that after one win. Well, so. and, he's, and he's proving that he is a 450 guy. So, I mean, he's having a good outdoor season. I mean, I know he's had his ups and downs, but for the most part, when he's gotten good starts, he's been top 10. So he's proven that point. So, yep. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, yep. The thing I worry about March Banks is he does have Atkins disease – and Coach Rob has talked a ton about what it takes to recover from that. Mm. That's not a that's not like a six month recovery. That's a couple year recovery. And I don't want him to run himself into the ground the rest of the summer. Like yep. if it, I don't know if what's going on with him. He's had some poor results. If it's related to that, sit him out. Let him rest. Just yep. have him ready for Supercross. Yep, totally agree. Totally agree. Yep. So, all right. Well, Chris, I said thirty minutes to an hour. We're getting towards an hour. Anything else you want to touch on before we let you go? Want to talk about some politics? I mean, you want to talk about your friend Steve no. Mathis? Want to talk about you know, Pumba? Yeah, we no. saw we saw Steve at Redbud. We didn't get to talk to him though. I was sad when we were doing the show. I was waiting to see him because I was going to interview him for the show. But uh, look, we were really surprised that Weege <laughs> even said anything to us. Yeah, we, we thought Weege was going to be like no, and then you know, I really thought Weege was just going to walk by us. But he was super pumped on the Dylan Danger Zone shirts. Yeah, super. Yeah, pumped. I'll say this. I think I think Weege is pretty cool. I just think he runs in a shitty crowd. So yeah, Weege is like the cool guy that hangs out with the shit bags. Look, I wish I would have stayed there yeah. longer with the hep thing because the girls were jumping in the. You pool. know, like like every 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 gang has that one guy that's kind of cool. You go, how do you end up in that gang? Yeah, you know, that's Weege. So. Never been in the gang before. Yep. We- Weege was a super exactly. nice. Weege was a super nice dude. He was. Weege was a super. And I think he was pretty in, all, in all fairness, we have not actually talked to Steve Mathis yet. He might be super nice to us when we talk Steve's to him. He's a fucking dick. <laughs> he might be a dick. a dick. Look, and Rod Bell has some strong opinions. Rod Bell. Yes, I don't know if you've ever talked to Rod Bell. He is on a similar page to you oh, with God, Steve Oh, God, I Mathis. love Justin Rod Bell. Really? That dude. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. okay. we, we interviewed I gotta, him. I got to do an yeah. I got to do an interview with him then. I, you guys will have to hook me up with this. Oh, yeah, I like man. Rod Bell. He's yeah. Really cool. We did an interview so. with him, and we were bullshitting with him uh, on, what was it, Friday uh, when we were hanging out with Meshi or whatever, and he is... He is not a fan of Steve Mathis. He is not. <laughs> neither is Scott Meshi. Maybe we should start a. Yeah, neither is Meshi, which was that was surprising too. Maybe we should start a Steve Mathis anti fan club. Oh, that'd be great. You like, know, that's the funny thing though. Almost every privateer we have on here, they all say the same fucking thing. None of them can stand Mathis. The only, the only, per, the only like 
and I'm and Chris can't see this air quotes privateer that he's ever done anything for is fucking A Ray and um, who's the other one? Uh, there was another guy that he did something for. Chiz didn't have a problem with him, and Kev likes him because he's paying for a super. Yeah, cost well, track, essentially. And, and Chiz <laughs> just likes everyone. That's just who Kyle is. But like, that's the thing, Chris. Every fucking privateer we run into. And I won't name any more names, but off the record, they can't fucking stand Mathis. Yeah. They absolutely cannot stand him. Because at some point or another, they, he's talked shit about him. Yeah. 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 So yeah, is- I mean, he, yeah, he's kind of, yeah, he's, he's a douche. I'll give him that. So. <laughs> Big Pulp Mix guy. God, I fucking hate Big that. Big Pulp Mix guy over here. <laughs> yeah, just fucking, you know, yeah. whatever. Big but Craig fan. Big ceiling, those big ceilings. Good. Good. Thank yeah. you guys. Hey. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. I, I I do enjoy chatting with you guys. You guys get me to say some stuff I probably wouldn't normally say, and I, and I, and I say a lot. So <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming yes, on. We do. Um, if you ever need anybody for your show, me and Justin are available. Yep. We can we can make it happen. Yeah. I've been just flying solo lately, just doing the YouTube clips and keeping it keeping it chill. It seems to be working, but yeah, I, I yeah, Travis has done it before, so. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad. Maybe we should do some sort of a, a wrap-up sometime, maybe a season wrap-up or something. Look, yeah, and if so. Hopper's on there, I mean, I know Coach probably is really busy right now. I know he's got shit going Hopper's on. Hopper's busy, too. What's Hopper busy with? Other Have than you seen how hot things? his wife is? You know what? I've actually never seen Johnny's wife. He's busy. Dude, he's got, he's got some more kids to make. All right. Does he? Is he making I'll, kids? I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Hopper married up. I'll give you that. He, she's Look, this is Johnny. So, cool. yeah, I Look, I saw, a, I, saw, I saw a Johnny Crypto TikTok the other day. came across my thing that they were, <laughs> they were on a beach and his wife walked behind him. And I was like, fuck. Can I just say, though, that, like, dude, I don't think Johnny really, re- like, maybe he does because I don't obviously talk to Johnny as much as you guys do. But, like, I don't think he realizes, like, how much people he just, that are always thinking about him, that just want to shit on him. Like, there was some... There's a lot du- of Johnny fans out there, too. There were, but to my point is, it's hilarious that people take the time out of their day to make these comments. And what's the old saying is, is uh, all press is good press or yeah. whatever. Like, Johnny obviously doesn't give a shit, or maybe he does. But, like, I just find it funny that people take the time out of their day to purposely go... Some douchebag on Vital yesterday oh boy, started a go. thing that just said... Excuse my ignorance, and then there was like a dot, like who is dot dot dot, and then you open up the link, and it goes, "Who is Johnny Hopper?" And I go, "How much fucking time do you have in your day <laughs> to make a fucking vital thread about Johnny for no fucking reason?" Was it Chris Cooksey that made okay. that thread? Well, hold on, hold on. Let me think. Let me let me explain to you guys about Hopper. First off, he's one of the best human beings I know. I love that guy. Yep. And yep. Vital MX. So if you look at Vital MX and you look at the views on those posts, like a good post will get 10,000 views, but it counts people that go back over and over. So you're talking about 1,000 people recycling, reading that stuff. Yep. That, it's a small, small sample size of industry people that go on there, and they're fucking dicks. Oh, they are. So I can't fuck. My point is I absolutely hate fucking Vital. My point is, is that I find it funny, and I do wonder sometimes if Johnny realizes that he actually, like – is affecting people that they're taking the time out of their day to write a post about Johnny just he, to shit on him. He doesn't. You want to why? Because his wife's hot. fucking hot. Look, show me a picture when we're done with the show. I can't even say anything because I've never seen Chris's wife. She's probably a smoke show too. Wait, Chris, you're married? no, no, no. It, it would it would be a, it would be ex-wife. I'm I'm in the market. Oh, wow, Travis, fucking dick. He's got kids. Sore subject. We have not talked about this. Sore subject. Okay. And he's got kids, so I just assumed. My bad. (laughs) Hey, I was married when I had kids. So look, dude. No, I've been single for a couple years now. Oh, okay. 
Look, his Tinder profile probably has a bunch of smoke shows on it, okay? He's in Vegas. Uh, Does it just have him with a shirt on that says, I am Chris Cooks? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, guys. It's a, it's a different world out there, and I'm, and I'm doing okay. So. Well, good for you. There we go. <laughs> this is you. what I like to hear. Good for this you. This is what I like yeah. to hear. So. Oh, one more. Are you coming, to, you coming to MX of Nations, man? No, I will not. It's too it's too cold that time of year to, for me to go what? to Michigan. I'm what? Just it's September. It's going to be 70 degrees. Get oh, I'm sorry. You live in a fucking place you, that's 95 all the time. Fucking desert do you rats. Guys, do you Jesus guys not, Christ. Do you guys not remember what it looked like last time? Look, bro. We were in October last time, look, and it, it wasn't really cold. It just rained a lot. Look, God was not happy with the weekend of that. He's not going to let it happen again. It's going to be fine. It's going to be 70 degrees and sunny. Don't be a hermit. Listen. God, okay. I'll, Between you, you know we what? can't get coach you. Maybe I'll come. I'll give you a solid maybe. You heard you it here, what? folks. You heard it here. Hold Chris on. If I, if, if, I, if I fly out there, can I ride to the race with you guys? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Okay. Then you got a solid You got a solid maybe. I'm going to give you about 65%. Ooh, that's so, better than that's nothing. better than nothing. Do you want to sleep You want to sleep in my shop with Look, every time Kev comes here, fucking Kev just stays at Trav's house. So. <laughs> yeah. In my parents' yeah. basement, it's no. great. It's fucking great. Hey. I got a whatever I, works. Hey, I got a nice, I got a nice pole barn for you, Chris. It's well heated, and the chipmunks will be in here with you too. So you know you're good. You can sleep in here. It's fine. Uh, on that note, free place to stay, free ride to the race. There you go. There you go. There we go. I'll I'm take sh- it. I'm all sure right, guys. Luongo will give us media passes. So yeah, all right, thanks, buddy. All right, thanks, man. You guys have a good evening. You yeah, too, you too. Chris. Bye. Later. All right, Chris Cooksey, everyone. You heard it here, folks. Maybe. Brought to you by our friend Isaac over at Isaac Nelson Designs. That was a good conversation. Holy fuck, Stick. You got fucking heated at the I'm beginning of I'm fucking pissed off about this stream. Dude, that's thing. actually... You might have got more heated just now than I ever have gotten. Nah, dude. But guess what? Thanks to my Garmin watch... What was your heart rate? Never above 72. So you when I was fit. crazy, the other day when I was sick, I could not get it below 110. Really? Mm-hmm. That's how I knew I was sick. Yeah. So... What's your resting heart rate normally? I think my average is like 55 to 58. What's the lowest you've ever gotten it before, dude? I don't know. I tried that one time to see how low I could get it, and I think the lowest I ever got was like 45. I can look it up. I thought I was dying. On the break here. I actually thought I was dying. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break here, and then we will come back, hopefully, with privateer hero Kevin Moran's talk to him about how his day went at the Wick. All right, next up on the show, we got privateer hero, friend of the show, sponsored rider, brought to you by our friends at the Dirt Bike Depot. Make sure to check them out for all your used boot and other gear needs yep links in the description below it is dirt bike depot rider kevin morans hi buddy yay how's it going it's going great how's it going for you it's going good i'm driving currently you have sand in your ass right now yeah pretty much (laughs) hey let me just say the fly gear yesterday was sick on point was sick Oh All right. Good flying where? Your your fly gear was sick. Oh my god. And, oh, fly gear. Sorry, wow. we were, I thought you said something about flying. Oh my oh. god. That's where I was oh my Sorry, god. Boys. Sorry, boys. We're, no, dude, I actually thought it was I thought it was epic too. I was like a highlighter out there. Dude, it was fucking I could tell where all the fly guys were. It was awesome. Him and Max Anstey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was good though. Yeah. All right. Run us through your day there at Southwick. It seemed interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It was, uh, whoa, where do we even start? Like, how does somebody qualify dang near 50th and then go almost 2020 in the motos? I'm not sure. Why don't, you explain that? Yeah, why don't you explain that to us? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't really know. Uh, that would be like somebody qualifying 25th and then winning both motos. That it, it was bad. What happened in qualifying, dude? Like, what the what, so, yeah, what the fuck was that? Uh, I made some changes in the second qualifying to help for the motos, help for the LCQ and help for the motos. But my suspension was not quite quick enough when it comes to it. Lit, it wasn't quite stiff enough for what uh, Southwick had to give us. Uh, obviously, the B group had a massive advantage with going first. Um, it was still pretty smooth when we went out there. So I can't fully put that on on the B group. Just got lucky because I straight up just sucked at qualifying. Um, however, a lot of guys did go faster in the B group, which that's what it obviously put me back. And it put me back probably farther than I've ever been. So after first qualifying session, I knew kind of where I was sitting. I knew the track was definitely not going to be getting that much faster. So I was pretty uh, understanding the fact that I was going to the LCQ. So straight up in the first qualifying session, just I had a, a good lap going on my first lap and then knifed my front end and dang near went over the bars, went off the track, and it kind of flustered me a little bit. So ne- never got a good, solid time in the first one, and obviously that's when you had to have a good time. So second qualifying session, made the changes, got ready for the LCQ, went out for the LCQ, got a decent jump, so-so started around the first corner, probably eighth. And then coming over that right after the mechanics area, you know how there's kind of like a little bit of a scrub roller and then a big scrub roller? Yep. yep. So over the littler scrub roller, did I pass like four dudes on the outside, scrubbed over the big roller, boom, passed the other guy, and I was in second right off the get-go. Sick. So just kind of rode it in, um, was faster than the guy that was in first. I was kind of pacing and trying to find a way around him, but that's where uh, – I, I would like to say my maturity came in. And I was just like, dude, like second is just as good as fourth in this scenario. It's not like I'm getting any kind of interview from this. It's not like super cross. So I just kind of stuck behind it, rode it in for second, got in the motos because that's what matters. Yep. And then how did they, how are the motos for you? Um, first moto was far, far, far inside, which is the worst gates to be in because you have to go left to then go right. Um, got clipped going into the first corner. Then the dude that clipped me fell right in front of me. So I turned around him. Boom. Three more dudes go around. So I stop on the brakes. have to go around them. It was just mayhem. And then worked my way up and grinded until I got into the top 25. Let's put it that way. And then I thought I was in 22nd and 23rd, me and Walker. So the last lap, I was pretty close to him. I thought we were going for 21st, 22nd, 23rd, that realm. I did not know I was in 21st, or your boy would have been sending it. But I, it's not like I did not try. It's just like I was pretty tired, made a couple mistakes, just kind of wrote it in. And when I came off and I asked Jeff, because Jeff, I mean, obviously we're boys, kind of. And, uh, and I, or at least like friends, because we both do the whole video situation with our stuff. Best friends. And, uh, yeah, best friends. He's a big supporter but, uh, of our show, too. No, I, I, <laughs> I gave him, I gave him knuckles because it was like, dude, honestly, like I had a lot of fun in that moment because I knew uh, I was tracking down Jeff and had worked my way up to him and I wanted to get around him. But when I asked him, I was like, what'd you get? And his, his girlfriend, wife or whatever, I don't know what that situation is. I don't know if he's married, so that kind of dick move on me. But anyway, um, she's like, yeah, I got 20th. And I, I was like, my heart sank. I'm like, bro, you were 20th? I was like, I would have sent you off the track. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, bro. So that was, that was a little disheartening. Not boys anymore. Came off, <laughs> came, yeah, came off. And uh, so this is a situation nobody knows about. It'll be all in the vlog. We came off with our bottom three clutch bolts out of the engine. Pouring kind of, not pouring oil, but oil was out on the engine. Because we had to swap a clutch in between LCQ and first motor. We had 45 minutes to do it because 450s went first. When we were putting it back together, uh, it had already kind of been on the verge the last couple rounds where the those the right three sides, so the bottom right and the top right, so the smaller bolts were starting to strip. They were starting to give. Talk about the one uh, from Redbud. And I already, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. So, yeah, you guys were there. Oh. So, long story short, they kind of fully stripped out, but like they snug a little bit, right? So we were like, dude, you got to run it. So I came off, didn't even know it. We're doing the whole vlog recap and everything. Look down and we have all three bolts missing. I'm like, oh my goodness. So we try to figure out what we're going to do. We don't know. We don't have really many options. There's, there's no threads at all, at all hardly. The bolts are just continuously turning. Um, so all we had time to do is because you can heal a coil things, right? You know mm -hmm. what that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, because we're kind of talking about that at, around, at Red Butt. So we didn't have time to heal coil anything because we had 20 minutes by the time we realized it. Or not 20 minutes. We had a little bit more than that. But we didn't have enough time to successfully heal coil anything, right? And so we just wrapped electrical tape around the bolts, sent them in. They barely grabbed. And I said, I'm going to blow up the motor before I don't go out for this race. And uh, went out. Worked my butt off again, come back to the pack a little bit, got up to 21st and finished right behind Stefik. So wasn't as close to the 20th on the last lap as I was the first moto, but overall super stoked on the day when it comes to just putting myself close to the top 20 again, proving myself I can be a top 20 guy instead of getting 25th to 28th like I have been. So good progress, not what we wanted, but moving in the right direction. And you're tired. And I'm what? And you're tired. Sorry, say that one more time. And you're tired. And I'm tired? Yeah. That that track oh, yes. that track didn't beat you up? Yeah, dude, I'm I'm exhausted. I can hardly move today. <laughs> but the biggest thing too is like, dude, I just had to deal with so much adversity over the day. Like I'm happy with the way I took it because uh Friday was a full day for me. I got there at 8 a.m., didn't leave until almost 5 p.m. So I had to do all my own bike work. Uh, so I obviously took the wheels off, took them over to Prelly, stripped the graphics off the bike, put the graphics on. It's just a time-consuming process. Um, then had to swap suspension. So got all the suspension off, got all that set up, then went through and checked all the clickers, made sure I matched it up from the old stuff to the new stuff. Uh, then had to drop the oil. Then we ended up taking the tanker. I don't, know, I don't know why I keep saying be me. Then I had to take the tank off, drain all the fuel out, switch over to ETS, get the mapping all uh, that all kind of situated over, run it, get it everything going for it, whatnot, air filter. It is just a long day on Friday, so I was already tired and not over it, but I was just, you know, slightly over it. Uh, and then, yeah, Friday, Saturday morning, woke up. Obviously, we went first. Qualifying one didn't go super great. Whether I was just lagging from all the work that I did on Friday, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was just a tough day. So to come back, make it happen in the LCQ like I usually do, and uh, have the best finishes of the season, I'm happy with. 
Wait, was anybody wrenching for you on Saturday, or either by yourself wrenching, or did you find someone? No, no, no. I had somebody help me on Saturday. Thank goodness. But I'm talking Friday. All the work to get the bike ready for first qualifying session on Saturday was all me. Hmm. Kevin Moran's an outdoors, just fucking hashtag privateer life. Hashtag just adversity. <laughs> Kev, how long till we yeah. just go supercross only, bro? Uh, very soon. <laughs> this just seems so much like a better idea. Oh, God. You start putting that bid in for the 250. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it really, it really just, it's going to depend on how Supercross goes every year. Because if Supercross doesn't go super great, like, I don't want a three-digit number. So I'm going to be racing to get points. Do you know where you're sitting right now? I have no idea. I know I have 53 points overall, but hmm. time to start adding to that. Yep. Yep, God, definitely you and, is. You Jeff Walker just being the best of buds in every dude, national now. Dude, Jeff Walker, the Walker-Morans battles are epic. Who, who would have thought the Walker-Morans okay, battles? Okay, I wish, I wish somebody had a video of our past because I somebody told me about it, and I obviously remember it. Uh, but uh, So you know that same situation right at the beginning of the start, right where I told you I made that pass on those uh, guys on the first lap of the LCQ? Yeah. Uh, same situation. So I didn't even see Walker. I was really happy with how I rode in uh, the second moto because the first one, like Walker, we were pretty much same pace. Second one, I didn't even see Jeff. I didn't even know he was in front of me. And then, like, within two laps, boom, I saw him in my uh, uh, my sights, more or less, way up in front of me. Two laps later, I was on his tail. And then coming down through that mechanics area, um, I took the same line as him. And then he kind of slowed up to scrub off that next like jump you kind of jump right before you start going up the hill yeah and boy i got i went like a line and a half over from him and just sent it farther than him almost like kind of jumped next to him slash over him and then pass him into the corner i wish somebody would have got a video of it because that felt like an absolute g <laughs> felt like an eli tomac Kevin Brand just said yeah G. dude i was like that's what's up <laughs> eli tomac is big also Kevin guy. Brand's big sand guy just every time. Just best, but oh yeah, yeah. no, it's fun racing in Jeff. You, your best friend Eli lapped you a couple times too. <laughs> One time, not a couple times. Kev's like, Give whoa, get credit. it fucking right, get it right. Don't worry, he's also tired today. Look, man, just you know, you and Eli are always getting a lot of TV time together. Yes, you are. So, I appreciate that. Hey, man, it's all love over here. It's all love. It's all love. So. All right, are you uh, are you driving or flying to fucking uh, Millville. Millville? Driving, because I'm taking my practice bike just in case uh, this whole motor situation doesn't work out. Ah, good call. <laughs> Did, have we have we come up with a fix for the motor situation, or we're just yeah, swap the motor? <laughs> um, we have some options to an extent. Um, I may or may not in the vlog of uh, kind of mentioned, you know, like hey, your boys been repping the same bike all the way through supercross 17 rounds almost top 20 to both both motos this weekend your whole uh your whole mission uh for the ktm brand is boom ready to race right that's their whole branding kev's probably the best one out there when it comes to just ready to race it's a stock 450 i'm not racing anything crazy so i kind of kind of get a little call the action to KTM to see what Kevin needs to do to just get a new motor. Cause I'm running the same thing that I've been running since before last year. Well, I think Roger will sell you one for $10,000. <laughs> 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 
Who? Uh, Roger DeCoster. I think he'll sell you one for ten grand. Yeah, probably. I don't need a. I don't want a mod motor. I just need a new motor. Look, give I me th- a stock motor. I think they should just give you Noren's motor. He's not doing anything with it. Just hit up Derek oh, Rankin. But I think what's. I already know what their excuse is going to be. Slash, it may not actually be an excuse because they might not actually have them. They probably get gotten rid of all their 22, 22 stuff, and they all only have twenty three stuff now. They've been running that always since. Supercross, hmm. so not looking too great for Kev, but uh, <sighs> this phone situation is a real pain in my. D- oh, oh, oh he's that, uh, is we're gonna have, What? Cut out for a second. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys kind of went quiet too. I was curious, but anyway, we have a connection to hopefully getting a case. I just need to start working on all the seals that we're gonna need. Uh, and then worst case scenario, I think our first option is going to be trying to helicoil it. Yeah, helicoil should work. Short-term solution. Yeah. I mean, we've only got six rounds to go. That's fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's no problem. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's fine. Well, technically five, right? How many rounds have I done? Four. No, you still... Yeah, there's five. five. There's five. No, it's six, actually. It's six. Well, yeah, there's six, but I'm not doing California. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because fuck California. So five. Five. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll yeah, make it'll it. Fine. Helicoil will make it. It's only yeah, got. I mean, KTM ready to race. They fucking can make it do anything. It's only got to make it through six hours. I've helicoiled stuff in a motor and rode it for fucking Look, hours. Four on strokes end. are, you know, the, you can't grenade them. You can run them out of oil and just keep going. That thing will never blow up. It'll be fine, bro. <laughs> yeah, uh, knock on wood right now. I can't believe you fucking rode that thing with three bolts out, pissing oil in the sand, and it made it through that second moto, to be honest with you. I know, Loki. I was like a little bit worried about it too, but at the same time, I didn't look into it too much because I didn't want to think about it too much. <laughs> He's lucky he didn't get like hot and, oil and, splashed up on him. Yeah. And honestly, one of the main reasons too is because Southwick. Yeah, there's some bad spots where you don't want to have a motor blow up. You go down pretty hard, but a majority of it is pretty small jumps, just singles and everything. There's not any leaps that you can be going down off of. So. That was kind of a factor in my decision as well as as far as I'm just gonna ride it until she blows. You uh, you getting any help from Millville? You know, since you got to take that whole fucking bike apart and regrease everything. Say that again. Have you already got somebody that's reached out to you to help you for Millville? Since you know that whole bike's um, got to come apart. Not necessarily. I don't really know. I don't really Tom know Cooper. yet. I kind of had a couple couple options, and then the, the both those options have fallen apart in the last. Eight hours, so we are going to see. Look, just text Tom. And how, like, far, how, far, how far are you guys from that race? I don't know. Nah. A ways. Nine hours, ten hours? Yeah. I don't fucking know. A ways. Interesting. Just hit up Tom Cooper be like, dude, I need you for this weekend. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Cooper. Say that again? Just Tom. hit up Tom Cooper and no, be like, dude. No, no, Tom's going to be out. Tom has some extracurricular activities they're landing on his doorstep in the next 24 hours oh he's gonna be out what is i'll tell you later off the air gotcha jesus christ i'll tell you off the air uh but oh i I think i know what we're talking about okay oh yeah (laughs) yeah i've got it oh man hey if you uh if you talk to your mom here too, tell her i'm sorry i haven't called her back that's she called me on Saturday at Redbud. Leave me alone, why dude. Why did Kev's mom call you? I don't know. I didn't answer. I didn't even know until like Thursday that she called me. Oh, that's weird. It's fine. Okay. 
Shut up, Justin. <laughs> Just because these moms love me. I'm, yeah, a why mama, the- I'm a mama's boy, and they all love yeah, me. Yeah, why do all the moms like you, dude? Because I'm a fucking cool guy. Scott's mom, Kev's mom, Rod Bell's mom's probably going to start liking you. I mean, fucking I'm a cool, more. I'm a cool guy. You met Bobby's mom yet? I'm dating a mom. That doesn't count. She I've just called I've, me like the MILF hunter. I've dated a lot of moms, too. That, anyways, this conversation going way down. All right. Well, Kev, thanks All for right, coming th- up. Wow, it sounds like an airplane back there. Are, are, you, are you taking off in a jet? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. are, there? are you taking off in a jet or what? Me? No, dude. That's my van. That's sounds like a wow. jet engine, bro. He's riding in the van with the window down, talking on the phone. <laughs> He's got the phone out the window. Oh, going wait, like this. <laughs> Windows are up. That's the problem. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's oh. that was loud as fuck. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks, buddy. That was a shit show. That was a you. shit show, but thank you. Maybe at some point we'll get these phones straightened out. Probably not. Wouldn't hold my breath, but hey, whatever. It's fine. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll see you, Iron Man, bud. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Later, buddy. buddy. Bye. Uh- All right. Kevin Moran's, everyone. Oh, Brought to you by the Dirt Bike Depot. The phone situation, it's weird that Cooksey could hear us pretty well, but Kev is always... But Kev's always doing 87 things, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he's doing with the van right now, but it's distracting. <laughs> I was holding the phone out the window like this. <laughs> like, <"Ew, laughs> wow. All right. Um, God, that fucking motor. Did you, did you pick up on what he was trying to hint at there? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so yeah. I said like 10 hours. And I really wanted to be like, Kev, I don't have money to come. We can't go to Millville and help I you. Would really I would really like to, to, but I don't have money. I knew exactly. It was like, well, how far are you guys from you there? You noticed like, I did uh, not give into that. I was just like, yeah, we're we're ways. So I was like 10 hours. <laughs> it's not actually it's 10 hours. A, it's a bit of a drive for us. I might have made three extra hours. On it's fine. It's fine. Uh, look, I'd love to help Kev, but no. Uh, no. No. I, no. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Um, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Talk about some MX updations. Yeah. So MXON here. Last thing we're going to talk about. All right. What do you want to talk about with it? All right. So uh, there's the news of the 250 drop down. Yes. Right now, we kind of have an idea. Eli and Chase are going to be. I think there's three dudes that are in the running for this. Yeah. Well, because right now, our best 250 dude is Justin Cooper. But he's very up and down. That's not going well. Nope. I'm out. And, you know, you got guys like Levi Kitchen in there who have the speed, but inconsistent I'm young. Out. RJ's fast, inconsistent. No, absolutely not. Hammocker, same thing, fast, inconsistent. No, thank you. So it's like, we got to stop being above this whole, oh, we're not going to, we're going to, I get why they're trying to send a 250, dude, but we're going to above setting a 450. Fucking, they did it in Majorian in no, 2016. No, no, no. It's, it's happening. It's got, it's got to. On the weed show, like, the cost are really They even talked about said. it with dipshit Mike Pelletier after Redbud. They're like, yeah, you know, we got the 250 guys, and then obviously Will was on fucking pulp and all that. Yeah. Okay. We, let's. Who are the three guys here? Basically, Anderson, Anderson Barsha, and, and Craig, Craig and are Craig. the three runners. Look, it's got to be Barsha. Barsha's who it needs to be. It's who it needs to be. Do you want me to tell you who I think it's going to be? If they said Anderson, it's not going to end well. I think it's coming between the two of them. It's not going to. Him and Craig. It's not a good idea. Him and Craig. But why? Barsha was the first one to offer. Let me tell you why. I, I'm, I'm heavily leaning towards Ando here, and it's because Roger said, well, it's better when we have Mitch Payton around and involved in the team. Even though Mitch has been, caught on, has been on record saying that, well, they don't, like Roger never even fucking talks to me anymore. Yeah. Like, it's not whatever. like Mitch won't be there but, as it is. But then literally Roger's on the weed show after, after Southwick saying, like, oh, yeah, like uh, – it's better when Mitch is there, blah, 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 whatever. 
I don't know. Now, I started listening to the review pod um, before we started doing this. And from they have heard from a good source that even though Anderson went on Twitter and said, like, oh, yeah, that'd be dope, I'd do yeah, it. Yeah, Weege was the one that broke that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he, that he actually doesn't want to do it. No, he would just do it if he was... Craig, Craig, I think would do it, but I'm not sure that's our best bet. Not on a 250. The Christian is having a great season, but he was never outstanding. The best option, the best option we have, is Barsha. It's Barsha, because he's willing to do it. He's willing. He's to been do there it. before. He's won races. Granted, it was on a 450. He ring the neck out of that. And fucking he is gas the only ass. guy out of the options of 450 guys that suit the 250. And here's the thing: they're going to give the 250 guy the first pick yep. uh, for first moto. You're going to need a guy that gets okay good starts, so Barsha gets good starts. Yep. And you're going to need a guy that is not scared to run it in deep because he's going to be coming through the pack. And that's not Christian Craig. And I know Anderson be like, oh, yeah. Jason Anderson, once again, was never outstanding on a 250 outdoors. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, well, he's doing well on the 450. It doesn't fucking matter. His style does not fit a 250. No. Barsha still will fit a 250. Yes. And that gas gas is fast. This is our best chance. Hey, it's, Roger is head of the Austrian brands, so that also seems to me to be the and easiest we'll, one. And here's to, the thing, too. Barsha only weighs a buck sixty. He's buck not 55. gonna be he's not gonna be yeah, I know. Well, whatever. Buck fifty five. One fifty five to one. Still, it's not he's not gonna be down on power. No. We know that bike can get off the line. Yeah. That's our best bet. It's gotta be because this is our best chance since twenty eighteen, the last time we were here, where to win this. Eli's going, Chase is going, barring anything. We send Barsha. Because here's the thing. Right now, the French team, if they get Renault back, is going to be fucking strong. If Hurlings comes back, the, another, the Dutch team is going to be fucking strong. We cannot be above this whole, oh, we're going to sit. We can't. We got to send our best 250 guy. I don't think we're going to be above it this year. I think that's what's going to happen. It's got, it's we just happen. don't have a clear-cut 250 guy that's no, good enough. and this will be the first time that if we don't send a 450 guy since 2009 when we sent Jake Weimer, yep. where our 250 guy was not top three in our own fucking series. Mm-hmm. Jet, Hunter, and Joe. Yeah, they're not going to be riding for America. Nope. So, and and here's the thing too, especially with the news that I told you. Can and we I th- dual citizenship Jet? Doesn't matter. You, he's going to ride for Australia. Can he's we not, dual citizenship him? Can you, we pay him? You probably could. Can we because grease Calvin the Valander, Calvin Valandrin is was from South Africa and he rode for the Dutch team. Can we grease the palms? No, Jet will ride for Australia. Uh, yeah, can we grease tr- the palms? No, no, no. I tried, but I thought you. I thought you would knew this. The talk is that Jet's actually going to be MX one, not MX two. That I have not heard at all anywhere. So the talk is is that Jet's going to be MX one. Who's breaking this news? It came from Hunter's mouth. Okay. Yeah, and there we are. Came from Hunter's <laughs> mouth. Yeah, and because <laughs> they right, because they and we're in yeah it. because they know that he's going to be on the four fifty outdoors next season. They're uh, like, why not true. put him on the? Why not put him on it now? Yeah, you know. So it'd be Hunter MX one or Hunter MX two, Jet MX one, and Aaron Tanti MX three. Here's the thing. Whoever we send on the 250 is not going to beat Tom Vl. Nope. They're probably not well, even. Oh, man. Justin Barsha. No, no. That's why. Cleaning out Tom Vial. That's what I mean, though. We're going to need a guy that is, is not going to be afraid to send it. Because if we send Justin Cooper, he's not going to beat Tom Vl. Barsha wouldn't beat him either, but he would take him out. He could take him out and win that way. But they're, they might not even beat Gertz, the second place, the guy, the other Yamaha factory team yeah. guy. It'd be stupid not to send it because literally this is our best chance since 2018. Actually, no. This would be our best chance since the last time we won it in 2010. Let me ask you this. I know it's a weirdo race. Mm-hmm. If Jet goes out and just dominates 1-1 mm-hmm. in both races on the 450, mm-hmm. does that add some credibility for you for his 450 Oh, it would for sure. Transfer? It would for sure. I mean, I know it's a weirdo race, and we've seen uh, who's the other guy from the Netherlands there. Glenn that, Yes, when, you know... 
both motos mm-hmm. of his in, in dominating fashion. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, you get you get Hurlings out there. You get Tomac on a good year. You get um, uh, 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 Sexton, who's obviously Geyser, having a good year. Fevra, yeah, Geyser, Fevro. No, I mean, dude. Yeah, and then, Je- the thing, and then Jet, Jet goes, goes out there, on his first 450 race and yeah. goes one one. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If Jet's on the 450, let's just say even podiums. Because then you had to add Geyser in there too. Jeremy yeah. Sewer. It, all the top say, dudes are Jeremy Sewer's going to be in there. Five or six. Paul's Jonah. No. Really you're talking like, solid you're guys. You're probably talking 10 dudes if you were to add in. Well, it's 10. yeah. If you would combine the MX1, MX3, it's 10 dudes deep, yeah. if not more. So so anyway, so, yeah. he, go, so he goes out there in podium. Kyrolis. Roxon. I mean, does that add to oh, for the sure. if validity were, of him going 450 and being like, if yep, he were they're to in trouble? Go, if he were to go out. And ride MX1 because, like I said, it's coming from Hunter's mouth unless something crazy happens. And he were to go out at this race and go one-one, it would be a huge fucking statement. Now, like I said, I don't think there's a chance now that happens. But if he does, that would set the world on fire because here's the thing: this would be the first time since God, 2010, when Villapoto and Dungey were there, since all the fucking heavy hitters of every country in MX1 and MX3 were there. Like he. There would be the thing, if Hurlings does race it, the only guys that would be missing from it would be Dylan and Marvin. And you could say literally the best fucking outdoor dudes in the world are all riding it. Mm-hmm. This would be the first time since 2010 where that's happened. Now, once again, you could add Dylan in there, so that does take a little bit out in Marvin, but you're not going to have every fucking dude. So it'd be just two dudes. So if he did come out, yes, that would be a huge fucking statement. And I, here, I'm here to tell you, if he does go ride MX1, he's going to try to go win. Oh, yeah. That's why this, he's not going there to lose, bro. No, and and all, and here's the thing: if you have Hunter, if you have a Jet Hunter and dude, Aaron Tanti, that's to, a solid fucking team. I'm here to tell you: if he goes, if he goes and rides MX2, he's going there to win. He's not. Well, he would win. He could probably win his own class, but he won't beat the 450 dudes. Redbud's start is too. It's it's too fuck. He won't come through the pack. Because oh, here's the Villapoto thing: he, did at Bud's Creek, bro, and I know that's years ago. Yeah, that's also Ryan Villapoto. Jet's not at that level yet. He's not in the. He's not even close. Ryan, Ryan Villapoto's all the way down up here. Jets fucking, he's got a long way to go. He's got to win four fucking. not over yet. Yeah, but he's got a long way to go. Ryan Villapoto at age 18 had already won five fucking championships. And he won two championships his rookie year. He won outdoors and Supercross. Okay. Um, so well, whatever, we'll see. But now he's, he's but he's but if Hunter's saying it, he's probably he might be. I don't know. Maybe Hunter's just trying to throw people off. And the here's set. the thing too. Jet would have to huck the leap every lap. To be, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, that would be a thing. Yeah. So, so I, right now, the MX of Nations, as much as everybody likes to say that they don't care about this race any, they don't care about this race anymore. This race this year is a big fucking deal to everyone. Yeah, it's a big fucking deal to our guys. Yep, it is a big fucking deal, and we're gonna do our, we're gonna do a pre-show for it. Even though we didn't, you know, we haven't done it in one in a while, but this year it's kind of, we kind of have to because it's in our backyard. Yep. Um, I'm gonna put this out there now. Because this is our best chance since we sent Ryan Villapoto, Ryan Dungey, and Blake Baggett in uh, Erne in 2010. Or no, St. Jean d'Angeli. We have... I know you may disagree with this. We have to win this year. Yep. I know that you say, and a lot of people, the talking heads, like to say that this race isn't a big deal. It is what it is. Supercross is still king. We... I- I'm sorry. We-, we have to win this year. We have to fucking win this year. But I don't year. feel like there's a high probability like, this is our best chance in a long time i was gonna time. say like 2018 we were all like oh we're at red bud and like we had a good team i mean we had our best three guys that year yeah we did but there's just something different this year you have a relaxed on it eli tomac 
you have Chase Sexton, who's out to just try to prove that he's faster than and fucking have everyone. Ju- and we Justin Barsha. He's going to fucking give yeah. everything he's got. But that's why. But that's what I mean, though. Well, we ha- I'm not saying who the third guy is yet because I don't. I don't know. It's got to be Barsha. It's got to be Barsha. It's got to fucking be. But say it is Barsha. We have to win. Yeah, it does. Yep, it I mean, has to be. Because yeah. if we don't, oh, I know it's it's bad. It's it, it just furthers the point how far behind we still are. Yep. And if it's a dry race, which we're all fucking hoping it is, <laughs> I, I'm just putting this out there now. And a lot of people always like to say that, oh, I'm, you know, I, I, I don't have pride in my country. That has nothing to do with it. It's just we have to win this year. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no if, ands, or buts. Because here's the thing. If we don't win this year, we're never winning again. Yeah. There's no. Well, never say never. Shit happens. But would you agree this is the best? If we, if we have Eli Tomac, Justin Barsha, and Chase Sexton. Mm-hmm. Because outside of having J-Mart as our 250 guy, mm-hmm. this Justin Barsha would be the best option. Mm-hmm. What team would you see in the future that would be better than that? Yeah. I don't then know. as far as Americans go, because obviously we can't have Jet and Hunter Lawrence because they're Australian. Yeah. And Joe is going to be riding for Team Japan. Yep. This is our best shot. Poor Joe. Yeah, I know. Good for him, though, because he's going to be the lead rider on the Japan team. Yeah. God, I hope they make it to the A-Final. Um, I just – I don't think people realize how big of a deal this is this year to these guys because for the first time in a long time, our guys want to go to this race. Mm-hmm. And if we were to lose – it would just be very soul-crushing. Yep. And you'd have a lot of pissed-off American fans. Yeah, what's new? So, all right, cool. Well, this has been episode number 208 of the Moto Aftermath Show. We wrapped up Southwick. Thanks to Chris Cooksey. Thanks to Kev for coming on. Uh, Thanks to all our sponsors. Links in the description below. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. We'll be back next week to wrap up Millville. We'll be back the week after that to wrap up Washougal. Then we got, what, two weeks off? Yep, and then we go to Unadilla. Yep. And then the last four. Holy shit. And we're on the last four. Wow. I know. Years winding down. Summer's so. going by. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Again, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below, and uh, we will see everybody next week.